We in the villa where it's realer. Yeah. Yep. We got the trees in the trees. Climb up and get cool. I got a beverage in my hand. Let me. <laughs> 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 that made, that made me feel ten times cooler. Like <laughs> yeah, hold it right here. And it's 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 on the rocks. Like yeah. it makes damn something about on the rocks. Make me feel good. Like look, this is perfect. Benny Greenheart. Mm-hmm. DJ Motastic on the mix. That's me. I haven't heard it yet, but I know it's flames. We getting there. Martel Marty. Marty Moet. <laughs> what 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 what, what uh, name are we going for? Grandmaster. <laughs> I like Martel Marty. Martel Marty. Martel Marty. That sound like a wrestling champion, bro. It's like you straight <laughs> WWF. Put the F on the end. Put the F on it. That's, like, you know it's real. But you you the heel. You not you not the baby face. Like Martel Marty, you the villain. Like on some NWO uh, type shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got the mad scientist on the boards. Q code blooded. We got a guy that claims he's from St. Louis. <laughs> Claims he lives in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> the legendary Stephen Clare literally just came in minutes ago. Probably Real Steve-ish. Real Steve-ish. Right. He, he was quiet as hell. I'm like, damn. Oh, shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he had a whole show a few weeks ago. He had a grand entrance. <laughs> My nigga. All right. We got a legend in the building. A real legend. All of us are legends in our own right. Yeah, but this, but but this we talking we talking foundation yeah we talking the work that's been put in yo DJ favorite DJ <laughs> yeah <laughs> yo and DJ <laughs> inspiration <laughs> right you like so much look up to this DJ talk yo favorite DJ we talking Mount Rushmore type shit right now like that type shit like I want to say this like when when me Mokin, he, he can vouch for this. Mm-hmm. When we go out, we wanted to, I guess, like, of our generation, like, the, the kind of guys, like, we see, like, a function, kickback, or, like, an event. Me and Mo, me looking at, looking at who DJ. Oh, absolutely. Because that determines, like, if we going or not, if we moving. Like, I, I'm already in the house. Like, yeah. <laughs> all day, I'm that type of dude. And then, like, hey, we pulling up to such and such. I'm like, all right. Hey, uh, text me the flyer. Or like I asked my who DJ? We want to see who DJ? <laughs> like who's yeah. DJ, bro? That is that is, and if I hear somebody like Nico, oh okay, cool, I'm pulling yeah. up. Like, <laughs> it's like Kimmy New, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, hood bunny? I'm pulling up. You know Franklin, what I'm saying? I'm there. Exactly. Like, to be fair, if I never heard of the DJ that I see on there, I'd be like, all right, man, let me uh, look up some mixes. Like, <laughs> so I get on, yeah. I either get on YouTube, something, see if they got some SoundCloud, something. So I look up a mix. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm there. And then if it's iffy, I'll be like, uh, let me see what shorty's going to be there. <laughs> see if you can, can balance it out. <laughs> if the DJ ain't going to be popping, the women need to. But, like, I just want to say that I'm, I'm extremely privileged to be in the same room as our guest tonight, the legendary DJ Charlie Chan Soprano. Yes. Clap it up for legend. Thank you. It's a privilege to be here too. It go both ways. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. How you how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling very blessed, and um, it's, it's just working. Everything is working. So hey. Now, how this came together, Marty? Uh, we was at Slumfest uh, mm-hmm. Awards. We had one best podcast for our other podcast, a uh, polite coolery. Okay. I just want to let y'all know the, uh, the trophy is shining up there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> see the light. Just, see, see, the see, light. The, see the light going yeah. on there? Yeah, it's, look, it's looking like heaven up there. <laughs> And uh, Marty pulled me, pulled me to the side. I was on my way upstairs. He's like, yo, yo, 
we getting Charlie Chan. He said, we're getting Charlie Chan on Tree Villa. I was like, say, I was like, say less. <laughs> say like, less. He, he, he didn't ask. He didn't say, no, we're doing this. I'm like, all right, cool. And then he introduced me to you for like a quick second. Yeah. Because you was, I want to say you was uh, about to take a picture with somebody. Yeah. yeah. And then I was going upstairs. So we was both just separate. Like, all right, cool. I'm down with it. Marty set it up. That's and what he did to me, dude. He just told me. <laughs> he said, hey, look, I said, hey. all right, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I like, hey, I need you. Hey, look. You know, I don't talk that much, so it's like, hey, when I say something, I mean it. You know what I mean? And it, it didn't hit me. It didn't hit me until, like, we was leaving. Like, like, holy shit, I just met Charlie Chan Soprano. Like, what the, what the fuck? Like, it, it, like, like, because I'm still mm. on, like, this adrenaline high. No doubt. And then everybody pulling me left and right, mm-hmm. congratulating me and stuff like that. And then it, it finally hit me. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. After that buzz died down from winning the Slumfest Award, it was like, hey, y'all, y'all know we got an interview with right. Charlie Chan, right? So I'm like, right. I'm like, no, shit. Like, crazy. Not So I, I want to go back to the beginning. Okay. Because, um, like, I know of you just from being in, like, I've been in, like, clubs you DJ, okay. lounges, seeing you on TV, stuff yeah. like that. But I never really, like, knew the history, like, like how you came up and everything. So that's why I was really excited to do this. Like, oh, I, okay. I, I, like I said, I brought my notepad, man. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like to soak up game, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's just how I was raised. So take us back to the beginning, like, like St. Louis, born and raised, correct? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You want to get specific, like where or? Well, let's see. Uh, we can just take it back to the beginning. Again. Okay. Uh, so my mother gave birth to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be a long one. Like, <laughs> i seen this bright-ass light. Like, yeah. oh, shit, shit, so really, I guess me. I was about six, seven years old or whatever. Uh, my mother had uh, separated from a stepfather, mm-hmm. single parent. We moved to U City, and mm-hmm. she was always playing music. So, you know, I ain't got nowhere to go. It's just me and my mother. Right. You know, you tend to want to do something your parents do. And I love music. So I think I was about seven. She let me touch the turntable, you know, put the little record on, let it fall down, needle <laughs> pull over, mm-hmm. you know, the old school shit. So it was like I just fell in love with the music. What, what, uh, what uh, like, artists or groups would you Oh, man, we to? talking like uh, Gap Band, Rick James, Tina Marie, uh, mm. GQ, McFadden and Whitehead, uh, Ray Parker Jr., Mm. Shalimar, I mean Prince. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> I, I call my uncles up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was buying music like six years old, like forty five, because mm. they was like fifty cent. Okay. You know, we go to ventures at Target, and I'd be like, "Yo, mama, what song is this?" She'd be like, "That's a Stevie Wonder they play on the radio." I'm like, "Man, mm. I'm gonna get it." Yeah, and then when I got older, start getting allowance, I start buying like albums mm. and then twelve inch records and. The year was 1982, so I was like 12 years old. I heard the first mix. Mm-hmm. My cousin had blended uh, Planet Rock by Africa Bambada and Let It Whip by the Daz Band. And I never heard two records playing together. Right. Ever. Mm-hmm. And it just, it amazed me. And I hadn't seen it, but I heard it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I considered myself a DJ. Like, I'm going to do this because I got hella records. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, I just would watch my cousin. I just watched him. Like, I. He didn't really teach me anything. He just answered questions. I'm like, what's that do? Oh, that speed the record up. Slow it down. All right, what's that? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a crossfade. That's how you go from this turntable to that turntable. All right, what's that thing in the middle? That's the mixer. I was like, okay. And I just watched. Mm. And then when I turned 14, he gave me my first set of turntables, and Damn. I never looked back. That's, that is dope. Yeah. Like, so, when he, when he, uh, what was, like, the process when you finally got the turntables? Was it just like, yo, you was just locked in hours? Like yeah, because I used to have like a little regular component system. I used to take the volume and use it like a crossfader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be like, run, 
run, run, and you know, do the volume. <laughs> yeah. So when I actually got turntables and a mixer, I kind of already knew what to do. It was just doing it. Okay. And then, of the course, tools. hours and hours, like, you know, I'm 14. I ain't got nothing to do with schoolwork and, and chores. So <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the crib. Like, you know, you call me, call you back. You come over, yo, well, hoop, catch you later. I was in there, you know, trying to learn the trade, listening to the mixtapes that my cousin had done, studying them, and then trying to, to learn how to do it. And it just it was just a natural knack. Like I had a gift for it. I just didn't know. Yeah. Like, is it I guess me being someone who don't DJ, is it is it I wanna say I guess harder for somebody who's like not a natural yeah. but like wanna like do it like what what's like kinda like the difference? Like if you really love music and you really been like really listening to it, uh it, it comes pretty easy because once you get the basics, like you know measures, notes, mm-hmm. it, it it it'll it'll fall in line. But if you like have no idea that, like you just listen to music, and you don't pay attention, then when it comes to doing it, it's gonna be hard. Like mm-hmm. if you play music, like people who play instruments, know the break, they know the bridge, they know the breakdown, they know. Oh, you always mixing on the break, mm-hmm. or you always mixing on the hook. They get it. But the average person will be like, why don't you start the record right here? Yeah. <laughs> be like, he was rhyming, fool. We can't interrupt the rhyme. You come here. Like, you know, you got to kind of explain it a little more. Right. Yeah. But for those who like, and I always said, if you really love music, in my experience, DJing comes real easy. Mm. Now, do, do you remember like, like what was like your first mix where he was like, damn, I did that shit. Like, like, like whoo. What a like, 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 well, it was, it was doing a, the uh, mix I first heard. You read let it. Oh, so you redid it. That. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> because that that's what I had to learn from. Like, this is what I would do. Say you gave me a mixtape. So just say for conversation you had, say like uh LL, then run, then Curtis Blow. Mm-hmm. I would take the run record out mm-hmm. and mix the LL with the Curtis Blow. So I felt like I was creating something. Mm-hmm. Because I knew they went together, I just would take the middle record out. So when I listened to the mixtape, every third song I took out. Okay. And I practiced learning it then. It just became a natural, like you just hear it. Like I just be sitting around and going, damn, that's Bob James. Oh, that, that that'll go nice. That'll go with Drake. <laughs> <laughs> like records just start, songs just start popping in my head. And then, you know, of course, when you get home, you just you just do it. Like, now, what was like the hardest part? Well, to you, was there any type of like learning curve or uh, like an obstacle? It was like, all right, that was harder than I expected it to be, but I, I overcame it. Not at all. Because I wanted to do it so bad. Mm. And I'm kind of like at the beginning of it. So if we use Grandmaster Flash as the first person we like really hear. Mm-hmm. So he was first. And, and I'm going to just based on records. Yeah. So we went from him to Jam Master J. Mm. And then we saw Jay. So you learn what he did. Then Mix Master Ice comes along. We learn that. And then from there is uh, Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Hitman Howie T. And then later we get... Jazzy Jeff and Cash Money. So basically, so, the DJ is growing more visible too. Yeah, but okay. as it was getting better, we were learning because that's all we had. Like we had no videos or nothing. Mm-hmm. So you sit back, listen to the song, like damn, I mix my size doing that sound. How did my boy mm-hmm. would like hold on, shake the record like this, shake it like that, and then we would do it and go, oh, that's how you do it. We just got to get control on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we would have that, and then we're always practicing, so we're creating. Along the way, then Jazzy Jeff come out and he was transforming and we was blowed away. <laughs> we was sitting there like, man, what is he doing? And somebody saw DJ Cheese do it at the Animal House and they was like, you got to move the fader real fast and the record real slow. So we sitting in there doing it. We like, oh, shit. 
This is gonna be hard. <laughs> but we just you just kept at it. Mm-hmm. So it was like as things was being revealed, we were learning it. So it didn't. That might have been the hardest thing really for me to learn was was that transformer because man, it. Because at this time, we're also having like little battles, like people coming to your crib, you going to their house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that would be a scratch that could end the battle. Mm. Like, you'll come over and, and do your won't. whole thing, and I go, you can't do this? And you'll be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and your boy be looking, because you always got a partner with you, like, man, he better than you. Because <laughs> you can't do it. Because yeah. you can't do it. If you can't do it, it, you can't it, was, do it. it was like you was whack. Mm. So, like, um, do you remember, like, your, like, first gig where you was just like, all right, I'm going to actually DJ in front of people? Oh, yeah. First gig, wasn't nobody at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a house party, and I was in the basement with the equipment set up on the washer and dryer, and everybody was outside because it was summertime. It was hot. Okay. So everybody was outside, and I had my speakers like at the window of the basement because okay. I wasn't putting them outside. I was like, no, nah, I ain't putting my house speakers outside. No. <laughs> and nobody was inside, so... I don't even know who was outside. <laughs> don't even know if they was were jamming or not. <laughs> yeah, so that was like the official first party. But the party that I really did that I like to call my first was uh, there used to be a Holiday Inn on Lindbergh near Northwest Plaza. Oh, yeah. yeah and uh, the men at Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity gave a party. And I DJed with this white guy named Brooks that I went to high school with and uh, killed it. Now, you did a lot of, like, work with a lot of college parties. Like, that was your... I had a... About a twelve-year run where you couldn't yeah, get a college you. party over me. Yeah, that was all, yeah. <laughs> I did everybody like Kappa's Q, all the all the black fraternities, sororities, some of the white fraternities, black student association, whatever student union. Mm-hmm. I, I was the guy. Mm. Cause I, I like what I what I love about like your craft is that you have like the ability to not to just stick with like one era. Oh yeah, you you blend everything like. It'd be like from the '80s, '90s, 2000s. Now, like it's just like, what? like damn. And then everybody be tuned in and just. That's just it's just a gift, and it's just because I have all the music knowledge, and I just love music. Like good music to me is never old. Yeah, right. Timeless. You know, it might have a old sound based on recording, mm-hmm. but the fact that hip hop sampled so much that when you hear, like when you hear James Brown record, the part that's used, it doesn't sound old. Mm-mm. Right, because you heard oh, some, you heard yeah. Timberland sampling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, oh man, that it don't sound it's old to you, you know. So and it's just, I'm 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 around a lot of other guys who DJ that, they, we critics, like we we mm-hmm. critical, we hard on music, like it, you know, stuff that some people think is cool, we don't, because <laughs> <laughs> we know like we it. know the culture, and we know what it takes to do things. So somebody will just hear like. Say you just put the two known records out together. We go well. Everybody do that mix, mm-hmm. but then when somebody puts something together, you did not expect to hear. Like we in the club, we ain't listening to Taylor Swift. We just not. Mm-hmm. But if somebody take the acapella and put it over, say, uh, uh, um, Crime Mob, Rocky Hips or something, yeah. which I do have a remix like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. Somebody else did it. But then you hear it and you like, oh shit! Like <laughs> nice. that. That's fucking creative because. That Taylor Swift record, country is hell. <laughs> like, and you didn't put it over this big. Like, that's the kind of things we into. That's so. That's what we always trying to do because it pushes the culture. Like so, did, did, when when y'all would be together, like you and your homies, like is it any type of like steel sharp and steel? Like is that that moment right there where y'all critical each other? Like, hey, oh yeah, like do this instead of do that. Yeah, like, oh yeah, it it definitely be that way. I was always kind of the leader of it because it just. It was just me that, and they were kind of like pulling from me. 
mm-hmm. but I was also grabbing gravita- grabbing from them because we didn't want to sound like each other. Mm. So we didn't want to copy each other. But it was going to be certain things we were definitely going to get because, you know, if you hanging around people that's dope, yeah, it's going to be better. something that's going to be dope. But it would be like, say, if you play certain records, I wouldn't play them. Mm. I'd be like, that's my man shit right mm. now. I'm going to just leave that alone. If you came up with like super, if you came up with a really good mix with a record, if I can't top it, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to touch it because it's like, nah, I'm going to sound like a biter mm. if yeah. I don't do better. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just kind of one of them. And we didn't even have to talk about it. You just knew. Right. That mentality ain't the same no more. <laughs> kind of like, or like, yo, now like, does let something. Like, like, let me do it too. And then, like, oh, what the originality? Like, yeah. wait, what, I want to see your personality in That's, this. You know what I'm saying? Well, mediocre started getting accepted. Mm. So, like, I, like, I can't rap. I'm terrible. I can't rap. At mm-hmm. all, but I listen to some of these guys, and I'm going, I could do that. <laughs> so if I was younger, I would do it. You know right. what I'm saying? I would do it and be like, "Yo, he doing it, right?" You know, if when because the thing is, like the people I grew up listening to, were, they were greats. Yeah. So we was listening, like, "Shit, I can't do that." So we kind of didn't touch it. Mm-hmm. Those who was gifted in that, they touched it, and we gave them the praise. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I hate to put this on, but when Master P came, that's when hip hop kind of dumbed down. No, he had great beats. And Marty's stuff, smiling but... right now. Marty is smiling. Right. But, but lyrically, like, we got to keep it real. Lyrically, it what it wasn't it wasn't the best, but it was dope. I mean, you know, we could ride to it, we could sing it, mm-hmm. and everything. And but I, and we I, gonna blame Master P because if you go back, but what about the people like who before Clinton? him that brought him? Like he had a big movement. I'm saying, what about like you had the whole South, like cats from Texas? You had Pimp C and Bun but they B was down dope. There. But they was better than P. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, it's like about... we, we talk about like straight MC. Okay, okay. Straight MC. Nobody, nobody rapper has ever been Master P. <laughs> they and like, and like I said, love, I, we love I like them. P. I like yeah. them, and I like what they was doing. Mm-hmm. But like, if you go look that <laughs> movement with some of the guys, because everybody wasn't dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It was them beats that it was going, beats, and you could sing along, videos, and you yeah. could you could go with it. So at that point, that's when a lot of people said, "I think I could do this." Mm-hmm. And they started doing it because then they started seeing more of a marketing mm-hmm. of That's it what, yeah. as opposed to a sound. Yeah, mm-hmm. they was making all the money. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. and, and like I said, P had some records that was good. He had some, he was kind of like, ah. Mm-hmm. You know, Fiend was dope. I mean, C-Murder was dope. Silk the Shocker, you know, couldn't even stay on me. <laughs> <laughs> we knew it was coming. Yeah. You know? no, but like, though. He can't. And it's nothing against them, but they were the ones, and, and it's a good thing. It's not. It's, I don't think it's a total bad thing. It was a good thing that people thought, hey, I, we could really do this, mm-hmm. and we could be from wherever because they sold all those records, mm-hmm. not being from New York or L.A. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, but when you go back and you look at, you look at hip-hop, you go, that is a point when it did go down. And a lot of people thought they could do it, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Like, if you mm-hmm. if you go to R&B, um, I ain't going to say it's necessarily that <laughs> person, but if you go when Mary J hit, what made it good is because we related to her because she looked like the girl that stayed next door. Yeah, yeah. yeah true. And then everything became more of an image than actual singing. So you had SWV come out, only one of them can sing. <laughs> you had Total come out, nobody thought any of them could sing. <laughs> But you know how they marketed them and how they pushed them and just Sex had appeal. the stuff with the with the music mm-hmm. made it work. So you can go to R and B and you can look there and see where R and B took the dip. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, okay, all we got to do is just sound good on the song. We ain't necessarily got to be that great a singer. In life, be, real life, you know that's just yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Like even in hip hop, you got guys who will sing on the song and because it's cool to do, we go, yeah, that's dope. But they really can't sing. <laughs> 
Yeah, we we just kind of like it because it's it's just dope to do, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? So like I said, with P, I ain't gonna necessarily say uh, he was bad, but it was just more people gravitated to that and feel, hey, I could do that. I could just come with a a, a cool enough hook, mm-hmm. as long as this beat and the beat is popping. Because we was all about beats by the pound. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> all day. So, and it's kind of like now, DJ wise with the technology, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't cost. Like, I can make anybody a DJ for $500, literally, overnight. Mm. I can get you a controller. You can get a cheap-ass laptop. We can go on BPM Supreme for $20 a month. But that one night, if you give me eight hours, we can download all the music you need, and you can be at a party tomorrow. Exactly. Mm, damn. That's you know. exactly. That's, I know you got a busy schedule coming. Like, up. like <laughs> I got some money. That's, <laughs> that's the, like the DJ game is gone right now. Cause I remember back in two thousand one, I wanted a DJ, and that's like I didn't find two turntables, mixers, speakers, like and I have to now, yeah. and I have to look for records. Look I for look records. like back then. We you know we was we was looked in with blue concept yeah. back then, so that was a blessing. But still, to actually crate dig, like mm-hmm. look really look for records, that was like the hardest part for me. Yeah, I and just been. like struggling, like I need the money to buy the equipment. Then I gotta find these records. Yeah, that was the hard time. thing because you saving up for turntables and mixers, but you still gotta buy the music. Mm-hmm. I just spend an average of seven hundred dollars a month on music because I bought hip hop, jazz, R and B, reggae, uh, breaks, house music, techno, mm-hmm. like because I like to play it all. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you doing that, and then you gotta buy speakers. Amps, like none of that stuff was cheap. Now, and you gotta carry it. Yeah, I'm saying cart to carry that shit. <laughs> now today, twenty dollars a month can get you a digital subscription, and get you ninety eight percent of what you would need for a party, be it old, new, hip hop, EDM, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like I said, you can get a controller for hundred dollars. Yep, it might not be that good, but <laughs> you can get one. You can get one, and as long as you know what the people want to hear, you can play because people accept mediocre now. They do. They did the party. They don't care if you mix that Cardi record. They just want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, right. And if you can play it well, they'll accept you. Now, if you can play it exceptionally well in the course, you know, you get you get the love mm-hmm. and you get more gigs and parties. But everybody think they can do it. Like, I come from the time the DJ was God. Like, we was God. Mm-hmm. He was walking Control around. I ain't going to lie. We was walking around with our heads up like, yeah. <laughs> Worship me. <laughs> now oh, we down. now we mere mortals. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like, I'm gonna tell you like when I, I could be at a at a, a party, bro, and like this is what I love about DJs. It, like if you if you really that that DJ, mm-hmm. I'd be at the bar talking to a shorty, and then DJ come through, probably switch sets or something. DJ come on and instantly play a song. I'm there. Hold up, like you know, what I'm saying I'll they stop what I'm this. doing and yeah. run and oh, grab yeah. her, like yo, we out, like. And that's that's the reaction we want. <laughs> right? I I don't get that feeling too much anymore. It just it depends. And, and yeah, like, every once in a while, yeah, I like, get fine. it. But like that's how I still I still feel about DJs like that. Like back in like early 2000, mid 2000, yeah. I would see Charlie. It was like a blessing. Like oh shit. Charlie out here, and then it's like oh, I see DJ Cut. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like the big dogs is here. This is like any uh like events we had back then. I remember it was like cool cigarettes. Yeah, they had you hosting in that. Cool it was just like that was just a, it was a DJ battle on top of that. It was just like oh, this is Charlie Chan. He don't even need to battle. <laughs> you already know who he is and what he can do. So it was just I'm, I I don't know the feeling has lost a little bit with amongst people, but it's just like it's more selectors. Like I love yeah. selectors, but it's just like. 
I want to hear like some good ass DJing though. I want to yeah. hear some good mixes. I want to hear like Scratch. some blends. Yeah. I want to. Scratches are good too. Like I like scratches, but not too much. Exactly. There's some DJs that scratch that just way on. too yeah. much though. Like I'm like, you okay, the feel of the I record. want the song too, bro. Like no, nah. because all of us like we'll be in an event, and I guess because we the same way where we just so all of us well we all do music yeah. and stuff like that, and then. We'll be talking like, dog, dog, you hear that blend right there? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? That transition was crazy. Like, <laughs> you pay attention to it, the more like you love it, like you really pay attention to it yeah. when you're around it. Mm-hmm. It's important. But, I, I, I want to go back to like what you were saying about like the technology aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you feel as like as you started to see that shift? Uh, I ain't like it. Mm-hmm. I mean. I loved it for what I could do with it, mm-hmm. but I'm, uh, the overall picture was I knew what was going to happen. Long term. You're thinking mm-hmm. long term already. So, like, when the first CD turntable was created that we actually could cut, which was the Pioneer CDJ 1000, I, I went, we in trouble. Simply because I want them. But now I got to deal with these artists who got CDs. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, hey, man, put my CD on, put my CD on. It's like, damn. <laughs> no, because you needed vinyl. You needed yeah. vinyl to get your TJ. I'm on the turntables with the vinyl, but the CD turntable, I mean, it was it was wonderful. Plus, I produce, I do remixes, so it would allow me to play beats I produce. Mm. So it was a gift and a curse, mm-hmm. but I didn't like the curse part of it. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. And then Serato comes along and gives us the whole ability to keep a record on and actually you know, play with it like it's vinyl. But then again, it opened up the door for... Too many people, I don't think, should be DJing. Like, we was always about the music, so it was kind of like an exclusive club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when you produce, you had to get hardware, you know. So you had to have money. If you were serious, we knew. Mm-hmm. Now you got people who just play around with it, go get a little jailbroke program offline mm-hmm. and play around and call themselves a producer. Same thing with DJing. You know, I'm going to buy the cheap controller. I can play the same records you play, but they don't understand how I play them right. and why I play them. So then... This is what we have today. We have a a large amount of people who just whack. <laughs> Whacking everything. DJing, rapping, everything. They just and whack. heavy, heavy biting. Heavy biting, too. Heavy biting. I don't be wanting to, like, shit on people's dreams. I, I, I see it all the time <laughs> hard. where, like, it be like, I'm going to become a DJ. I'm like, oh, no, don't, baby, don't do it. Like, <laughs> like, like don't do it. Like, yeah, like, I know, I know you. I know this ain't for you. I, yeah. I can I can sense it already, man. Like some people trying to get like either attention mm-hmm. or the money. They exactly. think it's gonna be a quick buck. You know what I'm saying? And Which it isn't. It isn't at all. <laughs> no, hold up. So people, <laughs> what's like the craziest moment where someone was trying to come to you with a CD and like play like oh play this please play this and like <laughs> like did you have any type of like moment where like all right they was bugging. Man, it, it happened so many times. Uh, I used to talk too much to him. That was my problem. <laughs> like trying to explain. Yeah. Like, dog, like, we don't, we don't know your music. If I just put it on, it's not going to happen. Like, people don't do that nowadays. I'm like, you don't even do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, man, if you play it, everybody's going to go crazy. Well, then how come you don't have more to give away? So mm-hmm. everybody can go crazy. How come you ain't standing outside the club when we was coming in so everybody can hear and go crazy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that worked for a while. <laughs> then it was, well, we got money. Oh. Mm-hmm. Then when you take the money, they expect you to keep playing. It's like, oh, no, it was yeah. $100 for this one time. One play. <laughs> <laughs> but they feel because they gave you money, 
they want to keep coming. And, you know, I'm trying to DJ. I'm trying to rock. So mm-hmm. what I start doing is just saying no. Yeah. Just flat out no. No, nah, bro. They come, hey, man, I got something. No. Nope. They be like, man, no. I ain't got nothing else to talk to you. Oh, man, I buy you a bottle. I drink for free. I work here. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. So, just, no. Say, so what else is new? Yeah. Well, I got these holes over here. Well, I hit her already. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what Daddy. else she got? What else she got? Yeah, come again. <laughs> that shit, money, holes, and liquor. Like, what's, you at the club. What else is. But, yeah, I mean, I think I want to say they all were kind of equal because mm-hmm. everybody was just like real, real persistent, mm. you know, but eventually, security. Yeah, and just like this niggas out here. Uh, what, what, how come you think like some DJs aren't like breaking records anymore? Cause like not in not in the moment you talking yep. about, but just like on some. I remember when I was growing up, I, I grew up in like the mixtape era. Mm-hmm. So if like K Slade didn't have a tape, oh yeah, I didn't hear that. So I'm like, yo, like the diplomats just dropped the tape. Like, and they had some exclusive shit, and, they, and like, that DJ broke it. Yeah. Like, what happened to that? Like, why why aren't DJs doing that anymore? Well, my personal opinion, because a lot of these guys don't know. They didn't come up mm-hmm. being mentored by myself or other people. Mm-hmm. So they don't have no idea. They just got the equipment, and they boy the promoter. So this storm in, and he like, yo, they just like, yo, this is all the women want to hear, so this is what I'm going to play. And that's what they think they need to do. They don't know how to play unheard of record and then with songs being music is so accessible mm. now that some of them scared too they scared to play something because they don't know they they just rather go well i know you like this so i'm gonna play it mm-hmm. you know they not they not tastemakers yeah you know i'd rather play something that i'm like oh this shit tight people gonna love this that's me rather than something i know people already love and i'm like all right i gotta play this I, and and that, that's a hard battle now. I, I mean, because yeah. I, 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 with so so much music, because that's that just sound fun to me. Like I, I want to see the reaction. Yeah. Like I want to see like, it's like right, if, am, am I am I bugging or by thinking this is raw? And no. like <laughs> let's let's throw it out. Let's test let's it. See. It's just people in the club now. Music ain't the focus anymore. Mm. And that that that's that's really one of the problems. Like we just there to be there. Yeah, everybody yeah. see that a lot. They on their phone. It's it's too much other stuff going on. They don't even have the time. Don't play play attention to me. I had girls sit right next to me, ask for a song, I play it, and ask me again and go, I didn't hear, I it. hear it. I'm like, you were sitting right here. <laughs> the speaker was in your fucking ear. What you mean you didn't hear it? <laughs> well, I didn't hear it. I'm like, they they not paying attention to it, man. And, and that's the problem because they, they're not that's dancing. A great point. Yep, there you go. They not man, dancing. We know they ain't dancing. We we've been saying that for, like, shout out to DJ Hood Bunny. We had like this this quote like that he's our friend but he's like really good at what he does cause we seen him out of town mm-hmm. yeah. and we was in Chicago and he had he had that bitch rocking and I was like we was he, he made dancing in St. Louis like a month of like a I month of like our era yeah. like he brought it back like kinda like hey man if y'all ain't dancing like I ain't, I ain't spinning move out the way like you know what I'm saying not right now and true indeed and it was it was like we just post up. You got her. They look good for the ground. This guy's a tough guy. And, then, and that's it. That's like it. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. it. And then we pretend like the night was just the greatest night ever when it really wasn't. Like we ain't do nothing. Nobody had fun. Like <laughs> you didn't talk to no girls. All you did was put a nice fit on and spend some money. 
That's it. Like and, and, and got drunk. That's yeah, it. walk around with that drunk. cheap ass bottle. I forgot that shit they be drinking, but it's only twenty dollars at Snooks. <laughs> 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 and you be seeing Whatever them hold that bottle be. all night, and I be like, you it sounds like Bel Air. No, yeah, yeah, it might be Bel Air because <laughs> Bel Air is like the twenty. <laughs> it sounds like Bel-Air. what's the champagne? It's it's definitely a champagne. It's like twenty dollars. Yeah, uh, Andre uh, Bel Air. No, it ain't. Th- it's 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 a uh, fuck. I know. I'm gonna think of it because I always see guys with, and I'm like, yeah. you gonna baby it's like sit a rose that bottle. Type <laughs> no, the one up no, under it's, that. It's, you talking about Shine Down? No, it's some cheap shit. Yeah, that's one's cheaper than that. But Damn. it be in the club, like I don't 120 want a bottle for how much? No, nah, it ain't Corbell. Corbell. Oh, you talking about Corbell? Corbell. Yeah. See, I ain't even talking. That's about like five dollars. Yeah, that shit four ninety nine. No, that's the Andres. Corbell's like seven ninety nine. Either way, nigga, I get my meals cost more than that bottle for real. <laughs> for real. But, but then another thing too, like if you um, see for us, the videos had dancing, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. kind of because you notice the dance songs when they saw the video, they were dancing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how people, you know, if they like it, they get with it. But you watch the reality shows; nobody's ever dancing. They're always in VIP. That's it, Sydney. behind the rope, all the time. That's so boring. We've always said VIP is it's not fun. Terrible. Terrible. So you never see them on the floor dancing. You might see people dancing, but if you know on reality shows when they shoot the club scene, it ain't on the weekend. Yeah. It's doing an off night mm-hmm. where you invite people to come in to fill the space. Mm-hmm. Look. So I've never had fun in VIP ever. Exactly, it's not ever. You I just, always end up leaving. You there? Wait, like, can't you hang out with all day? Like you're not meeting no new girls because one, they probably can't get in, or they sitting down trying to be cute. Like I'd rather be on the dance floor at the bar. Free to move. Yeah, hey, I don't want to guard the bottle in the VIP, yeah, bro. Like, 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 who's this nigga? Like, who are you? Like, yeah. who's you queer? Like, all, all this, all this shit started in Miami, y'all. The first time I seen it when uh, break the, it down, break the it MTV, down. They did the VMAs in Miami. I want to say like for the first time, and <laughs> mm-hmm. I DJed a party, and I was in the club, and I was like, "Where is the dance floor?" And it was these little chairs and these little tables, and all the chairs had holes in them from the girls standing up on them with the heels the on. Heels. So I was like, yo. Dude was like, yeah, we just do bottle service. Damn. That's what? it. <laughs> and when your bottle gone, if you don't get another one. You got to go. They, so uh, somebody but, can get it. But yo, yeah. when they usher your ass out, <laughs> it ain't nothing nice. They, they don't just come up and go, okay, you done. No. Security come up with the people finna take your seat. <laughs> like Ooh. so they're like alright y'all up y'all up and they get you up it's a changing of the guard yeah, now you gotta <laughs> push your ass look, out now you look broken dusty you gotta move like I watched it and I was like yo so I was doing my thing and the club owner didn't like the fact that I had them dancing so wow. he called his house DJ and <laughs> told me I was done for the night cause I'm assuming he's thinking oh if they dancing they ain't buying Oh. All the women were standing up. You saw them like pushing the little chairs over, mm-hmm. trying to make room to dance. Because I'm like, this is Miami. Right. I, I mean, we dance. Right. <laughs> what the fuck else we doing? And dude didn't like that. And what happened was the bouncer told me. He mm. said, you got them up and dancing. So they don't want that. They want you to kind of. What they expect That's you to play? I don't know. <laughs> it was a hip hop party. Like, <laughs> how they not gonna dance? That don't make sense to me. So yeah, I, but it, it started there because Vegas at the time wasn't doing bottle service like that. Where you start going in and seeing nothing but seating, mm-hmm. and I always thought that was bad too when you put chairs because we used to just have tabletops. Mm-hmm. They start putting chairs and couches. I said, "Yo, it's, that's the same way like house parties. Old. If you like, I we've done it here. Like when we move all the couches and shit." 
people, motherfuckers dance. But when we have seating, they sit down. They sit yep. down. Yeah. Because um, that's why I don't like Vegas. Like, when we... <laughs> we, 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 went to go see, we went to go see Just Blaze spin at Vegas. Mm-hmm. This is a year ago. Yeah, yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. And... We, we was excited because it was last minute. We didn't even know he's going to be at this club. So he's like, oh, shit, it's just Blaze. Yeah. We there. And it was free. We got him free or whatever. And, of course, when he ca- when he got on there, spun on the classics he did, just off the bat. Yeah. And then he had to play to, like, the crowd. So that's when it, the EDM and stuff like yeah. that. And that's when it was like, okay, it's time for us to go now. Like, yeah. like, I, yeah. like he, he knew what was up because he... He literally synced yeah, us. See, like, we the only niggas yeah. in the middle jumping up and down. When we when he started playing that different music and we stopped jumping up and down, we turned around and left. We looked at behind us and was nobody dancing. Nobody. No, everybody just standing around sitting down and shit. We do. like, oh damn, we thought y'all was kicking it with us. Like this nigga playing flip side, all this shit. Yeah, I really mean nuts. it. We going crazy. Crack my glass. We <laughs> <Like, shit. laughs> jumping up and down and shit. Yeah, it's, it's the, the problem is. I, I blame some of it on the accessibility mm-hmm. of getting the music. Like when I came up, hip hop came on the radio for three hours a day. Mm-hmm. So y'all used to have to go to the parties to hear the music on the skating rink. Okay. Oh, there is. I always be out, boy. Yeah. Shout out to Cheat Wiz. You know, we used to get hip hop, and then you know it expanded. Like you didn't hear hip hop in the morning, you didn't hear it till after seven. But when Jockenstein was on, you heard it at five. Five to I seven. remember that. But then Kevy Cab come on, you got it from mm-hmm. seven to you ten. Uh, but you never heard it in the morning. Right. You you know. And we to Tom, Tom Joyner, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. And then, you know, you went to the skating rinks, house parties, college parties, whatever, to hear the new music. But now, you know, we got all the streaming services, podcasts or whatever. People can hear what they want to hear whenever. Like Man, it's on your phone, know. your tablet, your watch. Mm. You know, your MP3 player, so... I've never looked at it from that point. It never goes off. So what you have is a... I like to call them radio suckers because they stuck in with just radio play. Mm -hmm. That's all they listen to because, you know, you hit Pandora and you put Megan Thee Stallion. (laughs) (laughs) And everything like it plays. Yeah. So that's all they listening to until somebody say, you need to check out the baby. You need to check out Lil Baby. Mm -hmm. So then they start listening to them. Now you got 30 Pandora stations. But they not... Exploring enough of them are not exploring new music, like you know, like y'all was here playing that dealer stuff. I'm mean, yeah. like, yeah, that's the shit. That's what I love. <laughs> They'll hear it and go, yeah, I like it, but won't listen to it. Mm. Yeah, mm. they just keep listening to the same thing because they just following everybody else. Mm. We see that. I, I play. I blame a little bit that on the like on the program directors because like I can, we can go back like back in the Q95. I'm gonna days. take it further further than that. I, it's it's the industry as a whole. That, Simply because what we keep forgetting is radio is a business. Yeah. Mm. It's it's so and we don't see it that way because we're not well, I wasn't in the business until I got on. So you you have say you got a label, you got your artist. Mm. You want your artist played. Okay, so I'm the DJ or the program, you come in the middle like I'm gonna get my DJs to play it. But then he got a label. He got an artist. You know, y'all stuff is kind of similar. Y'all what's popping right now. Now your man over there got something different. Mm-hmm. So he coming us, we like, well, you know, people on this. And it's all about playing what the majority want to hear. And then y'all giving us legal money. Now, I'm pretty sure some of legal money going. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I know about the legal money. <laughs> I know about when my Super Jam come along, I need your artists. Mm. And I need that cut rate price. So that's the business of when somebody's hot, that's just where we go. So you got guys trying to come up. 
that don't really do nothing for the company. Damn, I never mm. thought because they don't have they don't you know unless you got Universal, Def Jam, that kind of money, you can't play the game. Yeah, and, it, and, it's, and trust me, it's a fair game. You just gotta have the money. So it's nothing wrong with being an independent, but you don't have the money to do what Universal is doing. You know, Universal, like, yo, we give y'all artists for Super Jam. You know, we do flyaways with your with your radio company. We send 100 people to the BET Awards. We send 200 people to the Grammys. We're going to send 400 to the American Music Awards. That's money these labels are paying. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's legal. And they keeping the lights on. Yeah. So it's like, wow, you can't, you kind of can't. Can't tell them, no. Turn, turn your back on them, like, hey, I'm going to play this And then you got artist. somebody coming along, and they like, well, who is this dude? Like, you know, what he do for y'all? We like, mm. we just gave us a record. Took our DJs out to eat. And he local. Okay, that's it. So he getting 20 spins a week. And I can't get five extra for the baby. Mm-hmm. That's going to be five. at your Super Jam. Right. If you play yeah. your cards right. Like, really? Okay. I'm thinking about that when, you know, we got Megan, too, on our team. So, mm. that's, you know, let's, let's remember, remember that. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, remember that. It's, it's, it's business. And, and that's just what it is. So when people on our side don't know that. Then, of course, you know, you have the outrage, the anger. Once I got on the radio, then I started going, oh, okay. And then I had to deal with these labels. I had to deal with Def Jam being mad that I wouldn't play the Ghostface Killer record with Missy because it was trash. (laughs) (laughs) It was trash. The truth is the truth. Dub C, WC did an album with them. I said, it sounded like old G-Funk shit. That's not popping. Mm-hmm. So we're not playing it. Well, man, we spent a million dollars on the video and promoting. Okay, you chose the wrong record. <laughs> like, it's you not know, your fault. And you know, they was mad. They was pissed at me. Well, don't ask us for nothing. I don't ask you for anything anyway. Right. Say <laughs> so I didn't. So you know, then the conversation goes past me, past my boss, goes to head of programming. Mm. So the head of programming gotta put the call in. Mm-hmm. Tell our program director to play it a couple times. Just spend a couple times. Put it in at midnight or whatever. Because the thing is, the label just needs to spin. Just mm-hmm. see the, the oh, number. Okay. Yeah. They don't yeah. know when or yeah, they, they just how many listens. Or, okay. No, no. Because my brother used to do that, too. He used to, like, because he worked for record labels back then, heavy. Mm-hmm. So he would, like, after the show, after, like, Fat Laces, after mm-hmm. that, he would play their records. Like, oh, I got some spins for y'all. Just off the strength. It was like 3 a.m. in the morning. 3 a.m. Yeah. And just like, they didn't need them spins. It's just like working, being on that side, on the record label side, doing promotions. You had, like, they would hound you all day about, hey, did you get the record play? How many spins to get? How many spins to get? Like, okay, look, into, look through the local uh, retailers, how many CDs they sold. That mm. was that was the whole game back then. Yeah, that's, that's in it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just it's just a business. That's all. I mean, yeah. I, I took it personal at first. I was like, man, that's a bull. Y'all don't play this. Y'all don't play that. Then mm-hmm. I got on there, and I was like, oh, okay. Why? It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It just it just makes yeah, sense. That's new to me. I didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah. now I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah, the, every radio has the, the Super Jam, or that's yeah. like the Super Bowl of like, oh, this, well, yeah, the money get raked in like at that is 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 That's riding on time. that shit. Yeah, for the re- I always thought for the regular rotation that was it, but for like the mix shows, well, the mix shows was just like I remember, like I'm saying, being on Q when Q first Q ninety five started, y'all had like a lot of freedom back then. What I know, like yeah, you had a lot did. of freedom to play whatever on the mix on a drive home or early in the morning. And then I remember we had the like the high point. Yeah, mm. had a high point. People was freestyling on the radio, like call in freestyling. And then like after a while. Yeah, it, it started it, cutting down and cutting down, and then I remember Hot came along, and then I remember uh, my brother Snow, my brother Show, it was Finster and uh, Snow. Yeah, 
and they had they had a weekend song locked us brand new music and then they had to cut that cut that off and they're cutting off home jams they played nothing but local music yeah and sometime uh some things will run their course mm-hmm. like with radio like when them numbers go down yeah. ain't, ain't no playing with it mm-hmm. ain't no playing with it. now the mix show we did have we could play what we want and that changed but we didn't know any better either, so let's let's get that out. <laughs> <laughs> Mix shows used to be at night. Yeah, yeah. Because ratings used to didn't count after 10 p.m. Mm. So you used to hear mixes at 10, and then you heard the freedom of records you didn't hear in rotation. Mm-hmm. But now mix shows come on in the morning. We ain't playing nothing you don't know in the morning because ain't nobody trying to listen for something they don't know mm-hmm. in the morning. When noon is lunch. Beyonce got a new album out. <laughs> you know, they want to hear it. Mm-hmm. So we got to play it. And and the mixes start being at prime times. So during prime times, it, it wasn't about breaking no unknown artists. It's really about playing what people know and what they, they want to hear to keep them listening. Now, you get to 10 o'clock and later than that, then it's a little more open to That's exactly how stuff. it still is. Yeah. You heard the local stuff late at night. Yeah. and I And I hate us that way, but... People that's listening, it's, it's more people that kind of follow what we do. And if it didn't make money, we wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the average with radio, the average listener is only listening for 15 minutes at a time. And it's when they're in their car. Mm-hmm. So when you got it on at work, you know, you're going to get bored because it's on all day. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear the same thing. But if I don't buy music only, when I get in the car, I want to hear the record y'all <laughs> sick of hearing. Because I ain't heard it today. Mm-mm. I don't listen like that. See, a majority of people don't listen to music like us. And that's who's listening that's to radio. Too. That is mm-hmm. So if you're a music lover, you're not going to like commercial radio. Mm. But if you're just a casual listener, commercial radio is great. When I was coming up, I loved radio. I was recording stuff. I mm-hmm. wanted to hear them songs all the time because I didn't own them. Right? Yeah. But right. when I became a DJ... Then radio started sucking. Cause I was like, <laughs> y'all, y'all just keep playing the same LL record. How come I can't hear this record? How come I can't hear that record? I didn't yeah. understand mm. though that it was a business. So, you know, and then you got satellite radio, there's no comparing the two. Because satellite, you got more than one hip hop station. Right. And you pay for it. And they do actually cater to the listener. Yeah. But if you just put it on one station, you're not gonna stay on it. You're not going to stay on Hip Hop Nation all day. Mm-hmm. You're no. going to get bored. Because they play pretty much mostly new stuff. And the trendy stuff that's going on, you're going to change. Me, I'm kind of mostly on Shady mm-hmm. or Rock the Bells. Because, you know, Rock the Bells do <laughs> the classic stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm that's at. That's like but the one after. That's like 46, ain't it? Or the channel 43. after. 43. Okay. So, satellite radio don't count. They be like, well, satellite. I'm like, yeah, people pay for it. Right. I said, so start paying for a commercial radio, and then maybe there'll be a change. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, with satellite, like I said, it ain't just one station. You got, what, six hip-hop stations? Yeah, Cover R&B, yeah. hip-hop and R&B. Plus, I mean, I like the comedy stations. I'm always on Kevin Hart Radio. I like the Urban View. I like, you know, you know, black stuff. I listen to Howard Stern. I mean, you got everything on there, so yeah. that can't, that doesn't compete do with commercial radio. Mm. And then even there, they start playing the same shit over and over. Listen to Hip Hop Nation. You be like, damn, nah, it, it, if you play Lil Baby, whoa, <laughs> one more time, we gonna have some problems. Like, can I hear something else about Lil Baby? Because <laughs> they doing the same thing because they have to. As they think, remember, it's a business. So if you got a label and you got an artist you pushing, you're pushing for that artist to be heard. Yep. You don't want them to be played three times a day. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm saying I don't want to hear you. Like, no, I need him played 50 times a day. <laughs> Every day for two months. <laughs> because that's where your money's invested. Yep. And that's how the artist becomes a star. That's how you get broke. Ain't nobody became a star with five times a week on the radio. Right, right. They don't, that don't happen. It's them 60-plus spins on the radio per week. That make you a star. I remember mm-hmm. when Ashanti first dropped, and that was that foolish. Yeah, the first, that was she was getting like 20, 20 spins a day. Some man on some stations. That was just unheard of back then. But it's just like that's how I feel that's like how, Cameron Old Boy was. Uh, Even though that was like one of the most played radio songs ever. Yeah, but that shit was on the radio all the time. It was. I I, I take credit with breaking that record. <laughs> no, no, that's real. Hold on, that's that. real. That's real. I, I remember that, yeah. and I remember you also mixed uh, Campbell Lucini with it. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Oh my god. Now you broke Chinky's uh, hit first yep, hit record right there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. How that happen? Uh, Where were, well, I know the I know the track stars. Oh, okay. okay. So they had dropped the record off. I listened to it. I was like, okay, that's so, all I thought at the time. Okay. You know, I was in my own little world. But our uh, music director, Coco Ty, was like, what do you think about this Chingy record? <laughs> you know, the right there. I was like, it's cool. You know, she said, well, let's see what's up. I said, you know what? I know them. I'm going to start banging the record. Like, you know, they're mm-hmm. my boys. I don't think the record's terrible. It's just a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck with it. So I just kept banging it. And I was the one that was playing it consistently to where you could always say, I hear Charlie play it. Okay. Mm. So, but Snow was playing it. C-No, Standing Man, like we all took part in it. But I had that drive time and... I played it every day mm-hmm. to where the PD went, okay, are they giving you some money? And I was <laughs> like, no. He's like, because there's only been a few records you play every time you spend. Okay. I said, well, this record is working. Mm. Like, because he didn't have a deal yet. So we got the record. He wasn't signed yet. Mm. He wasn't with Disturbing the Peace. Okay. Mm. So there was no looter. That came after. Mm. And it was all of a sudden like, oh, man, he got a deal. Like, okay. Because what happened was the track starts. To my knowledge, had the deal mm-hmm. ah, with them. With DTP? Yeah. Okay. And then Chingy comes later because they was producing them. Mm. If I, I I do believe that's how it went. Mm. So it was just, it was a lot of records like Fabulous, Can't Deny It, PD Pablo, Raised Up, uh, Mr. Cheeks, Lights Camera Action. No, these songs that like. I broke. You like. You was like, I like these, so I'm like going to force records, them, and I'm people going to like them. I'm going to play them. You I have, felt. like, one that really stood, like, one that was, like, really hard to get across to people, but you was like, this song tight, believe me. The Whisper record. Ooh. Wait. Because mm. we got it on some uh, promo vinyl that had a bunch of other songs on it, mm-hmm. and nobody knew what it was, and I was like, that beat just d- dope to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was playing it. That, and uh, what else? Get Low. Mm. Get Low was doing stuff numbers around the country and I was playing it. It wasn't doing nothing you on radio. You can play that for every color. <laughs> the dance floor was clearing. I was like, yo, I'm on these conference calls. Everybody playing this record is working. <laughs> then all of a sudden the video come out. Boom. They got on it. Mm. But at first, I wouldn't get no love. I was, I was even <laughs> See, calling was my crazy. boys who was like live on the air like Club Casino like, boo, play the record. He's like, I did. It cleared my floor. I ain't doing it no more. Damn. <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, man, that record go though. Like, man. That's he was one like, of the songs I go to the floor to hear. But at the time, yeah. it, 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 it took radio like Juvenile back that ass up. It wasn't to the video that that song did anything. Yeah, I, happened to, I think that happened to That's Nelly wild. too with Country Grammar. Yeah. There's none yeah. of DJs, none of DJs like Country Grammar when they first heard it until that video dropped. Yeah, video. And I, then I'm it's like, those. oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's always, you know, sometimes we just early. We just early on a song. And it, 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 it takes more than just us playing it. 
Mm. You know, we can open you up to it and get you going. But it's it later is like it needed that video. Yeah. Some of these records are just not going to do anything without a video. Mm. Like we was playing uh, "Damn" by the Young Bloods, and we didn't really know it was them mm. because when it sent the record, it said "YGs." Okay, mm. that's what it said. Yeah, so and that sounded like, way different than '85. Yeah, so I playing the record. Dun, dun, dun. I'm like, man, that shit hot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, man, what the fuck is this? They like, man. I'm, I think it's a young bloods. I said, man, the record don't say that. A double T I C. But that's that's what it was, and it was right. It, it really started to do well. Then the video hit, so we kind of had yeah. a little a little good. Because I remember when I first heard it. it on the radio, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? No. Like, I knew it was Lil Giant, but I was like, yo, who rapping? The other, yeah, and, and it, it was like, like, oh, like the shit. video dropped. Like, oh, I remember them. Yeah, that, like you said, the rolling went down eighty five. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. that's good. That was everybody like, jam, but it. it Two different fields, yeah, but they work. Now there's a record uh, Snow used to play. Group was called Southerner All Stars. One of the members lived in Alton. The song was called I Believe, and he used to play it. And based on him, I started playing it, and the record always worked. Even when I play it now, people go, "Man, I can't remember who used to play this, but I know this song." Because mm. on the hook it'd be I Believe I Can, and Dula say I'm an accomplice. I want to finish us something, something. I believe. I can. Then in the rap, the dude say something, something, because I believe I can. I think I'm dope, something. Dun, 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 dun. I believe I can. I want to hear it. It was like a hot ass, like that record used to work. And man, they they didn't get put on. They were signed to Black Ground, same label uh, Leah was Leah, with, because yeah. Timberland did the track. Damn. And it just. How did they drop the ball? Man. Or we, did they? We uh, don't know what happened. Like, that's a lot of stuff. But a that lot, was one of them records, of- like. <laughs> Like, we play, like, perfect example. Everybody know the GMO, Everyday Thing, the Roll record. Yeah. Because it was a skate record. Right. The record was never released. The record did nothing nowhere but here. <laughs> wow. You go somewhere and play the song. You what the fuck that. is this? <laughs> I, I thought that was on some, like, yeah. country-wide type shit. No. When the record came, it was at Deep Grooves. They had two copies. I bought one, and I had Nasty Nino buy the other one. I said, Nino, it's going to be a skate record. Go on and get it. Because that same weekend, we got... The loonies, I got five on it. It was only two copies, and I took one, and he took the other. Oh. He went to the skating rink with both records, and that's how wow. that everything thing to roll shit that's caught nice. on. Because I, I could have sworn it was like a classic. I so that might be just like yeah. a St. Louis record. I thought that was record. like, if you wow. black, you knew this song. People don't know this shit. Oh, are we talking about Just Take a Ride with that? Yep. That's, oh, my. Do nothing <laughs> wow. Said, yep. Don't even think about it. Was it. A, it was a promo-only record. Damn. No wonder. So I, that mean they gotta have other songs somewhere. Probably, but I mean, Prop, damn. Shit. <laughs> he said we don't even know. Yeah, about I can't, if he don't know, I definitely know the fuck. Damn, that is. Cool. So yeah, you know, it's, it's the music was it was it was funner than especially like discovering artists. Like I remember, and this was a good one. They sent me the remix to Welcome to Atlanta first mm. on a CD. Mm. So I remember breaking it on the radio, and they was like. The lunatics on it. Everybody's going nuts. Mm. So I had to put it in the system so the station playing it. Then the record label, Columbia, sent me Ether. Nah, nobody in the city had the record but me. Mm. So that was you playing it on the radio yeah. when I was a kid two times in a row. <laughs> so, I hated that fucking song. Now, what's crazy is I remember calling my boys over. We listened. And it was clean, so I just thought it was cool. I, I didn't really think it was phenomenal because it was clean, you know. And the yeah. person was out. So I never forget. I got on there. I said, "Yo, we got the response, Nas, Ether." I played the song. That's exactly what I remember. And they went crazy. Yep. They's like, "Play it again." 
So I played it, played a couple other records. <laughs> He's like, run it two more times back Worst to back. Worst day of my life. And we just life. answered calls. We just <laughs> no, answered calls. He know. This is exactly what I remember because I'm like, dog, if I heard this shit one more time, I'm like, this not tight. This not tight. And I'm like, all you heard is fuck Jay. And then it's edited. Yeah, so all you heard, edited so All you heard is mm, Jay-Z. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dog, this not tight. So, oh, shit. I got you to blame for that. Now yeah. I got to face to childhood trauma. But I still was, don't like Nas. But it was like, yo. And then the label, because it, you know, the beat, it, uh, it, it, it charted. Mm-hmm. It's fine. They hit me up. They was like, dog, we got seven spins. In that hour, like what the hell happened? I said they went crazy because <laughs> Flex hadn't played it yet. Mm. Ooh, he's playing it that Damn, night. I'm on the phone. City, Damn. we need to talk. Second time, St. Louis. Second, so, Pioneer. Second. Wow. Like, we wow. Like, you you got that is crazy. Because you know, played, we played no, the I, I really did. I did some homework on my guy and like he got platinum records. Like breaking breaking hits and shit yeah. like that. Uh, damn, what else was it? Uh, I I did like I would give you the award for the most St. Louis shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> He's in that Air Force One video. Yep, with a Cardinal jersey on. Yeah, with the Cardinal fitted on. Probably had some forces on. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Nelly. You cannot get more St. Louis than that. Did you have Chinese food that day? We did eat Chinese food that day too. <laughs> Real talk, we did too. We did. The record goes to Charlie. <laughs> like, oh, that's my thing. When did, when did the soprano come on? Because that wasn't always there, right? Okay, I had moved into my house in 2000, and I had cable. <laughs> <laughs> so he's watching the soprano. Because the people who live there had, had the cable bill paid. So, you know, you're going to watch it until they cut it off. Right. Every day cut on. So, oh, still on. The Sopranos, I think it was the start of the third season. They had took a, like a long hiatus. Mm-hmm. And... Since uh, I had the house, I had cable. I used to have to go over to this other girl's house to watch it every Sunday, you know. <laughs> it ain't like I didn't want to go, but you yeah. know, I always want to get down. Sometimes, you know, you just want to go watch and leave. I'm just here for the HBO. Sopranos <laughs> <laughs> was the old power, you know. You know? <laughs> so what happened was I was so geeked that mm-hmm. the next day I went back to radio, and it was literally a joke. So my boss, I said, yo, talk to me with some respect now. <laughs> I had to do you in. I got a new name. He was like, what? I was like, Charlie Chan Soprano. Gangster, <laughs> fool. And it was literally a joke. We laughed. I didn't think nothing about it. The next day when the promo for the mix started, it said in the mix with the world famous Charlie Chan Soprano, gangster. And I was like, yo, you yeah. kept that shit? He said, that shit dope. <laughs> he was and right. He was right. It was still a joke until I was in the loop. And this white lady had a little kids with a couple of boys, a couple of girls. And she knew me. Mm. So she goes, that's Charlie Chan Soprano. And the little kids got real geek. And I didn't know how to handle it because, you know, this ain't never happened. Mm-hmm. And he was going, you got to do it. You got to do it. She said, you got to say your name. I was like, Charlie Chan Soprano. They was like, no, no. <laughs> you got to do it. So they said, can we do it with you? And I was like, all right. This is the world famous Charlie Chan Soprano. And the little kids went gangster. And I was like, I got to use it now. From here on out, I'm stuck with it. <laughs> oh, hey, shit. If they love it, I can't. See, if they like it, I love it. And then it just, it just caught on. Now, That's like, wild. I want to talk about the 24 <clears throat> scientists. Okay. Like, how did that come about? I had a partner, uh, DJ Rod X. He was in the nation. Mm-hmm. He wasn't active at the time, but he was starting to go back to, like, really being in it. He was one that's bringing knowledge itself to me. So he was always talking mm-hmm. about Farrakhan and Malcolm X and Elijah Muhammad. So at this time, this is really funny. Uh, D2 had opened their studios at Saints. 
Yeah, I remember this. So this was before Nelly and them ever recorded. Mm-hmm. David Stiff called me going to work one day, gave me a ride, and said, yo, why don't you and your man Don Clare, uh, Don Juan, come on through the studio, <laughs> and we'll record you mm. for free. So at the time, I was like, bet. Well, my boy Rod X was rapping as well. So I said, all right, dog, come in with us. We're going to say we're a group. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we always scheming on each other. Eh? I couldn't just tell him, this is my man. He want to record, too. I'm like, we're a group. You with me. So we'll do songs <laughs> together, and then you do your solo songs. And then he was all right. Then one day he showed up, and he had a hat on that said 24 Scientists. I said, man, that's dope. He said, yeah, man, let's, just, let's call ourselves 24 Scientists. And that's literally what it was. It was just, mm. all right, this is what we're going to call ourselves. So I questioned what it was. And then when he told me, I was like, man, you know, I'm kind of already on this knowledge of self thing. Like, let's really do this. Let's mm. really call ourselves 24 scientists. And literally from that day, that's just what it was. Mm. Like, cause I know you put out a, I forgot the name of the tape you got, but it's like, like super popular. I can't remember like what year it came out though. I want to say it was like maybe late 90s, but I can't think of the tape, though. Well, I had a Days of Old. Uh, I had a Puffin' on the Hits. I had a... Shit, I can't remember. Damn. <laughs> it's a lot of them. Yeah, I, I meant <laughs> to bring them, too. I still got them. Yeah, the like, I know. What's the one? You had like 12 of them. Yeah, it's... it's Man, I can't remember all of them. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna need them. I still have them, though. I, I ain't seen them in a minute, but they in the house. <laughs> I remember one, like, I want to say it was like a, an interview you did where you say you, you still sell that tape, like... Yeah, I still sell that days of old. That, that's the, okay. I that's still sell. Okay. I probably sell at least a thousand a year. Damn. <laughs> I just copy them and repeat buyers because people keep getting them stolen. They keep getting took. <laughs> so I had somebody say, "Man, sell me ten. I like, mm. "Why me? My mama, <laughs> my grandmama, keep my granddaddy, my, my cousin, my cousin best friend, my gal, her friend. Like they, they yeah. just kept stealing them. <clears throat> so so people will come and repeat and then. Some guys just be like, man, what do you got? You got something old? And I'm like, yeah. And then I sell them one. Same thing. They get took. They come back by five or four more and just keep moving. So that that's probably – I did that one in 96. Okay, okay. Yeah, that would have been the year 96. Okay. I got my first digital record. I was too happy. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did the the um, Run DMC connection happen? Okay, I won a DJ battle in Lawrence, Kansas the night Tupac died. Oh damn! Actually, today is the day "All Lives on Me" came out too. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I took a, another local DJ with me, DJ Alahan, up there to the battle, and I remember we was riding, and Solo was out with one drove. <laughs> so we rolled, and I'm like, "Dog, we can't let these Kansas boys beat us. Mm. We got to come back one. <laughs> That's a g- and two. I don't care who <laughs> wins. Long as it ain't them. As long as it ain't them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But little did I know. Alahan wasn't on my side. <laughs> I didn't find out till after the battle when he lost. Mm. And I won. The prize was $500 cash, a trophy, and open for Run DMC. Okay. Yeah. So a day or maybe two days before they were due to be in Lawrence, they were here in St. Louis at a club I worked at. So I helped promote the show. I put the open acts on the show. I'm the DJ for the show. And when they got done, I grabbed Jam Master J and said, yo, man, stay on the stage for a minute. I want to show you something. So I get up, I announce I won the battle and everything, and I wanted to do one of the routines that won it, which was the Peter Piper record. Mm. And I freaked it, and the crowd went nuts. 
They were jumping up and down. Jay was over there like, damn, Charlie, you killing it. Like, he was geek. Now, is this when you show him the needle switch? Well, that was later. Okay. <laughs> so, he was like, i see you in a couple of days, Charlie. Bet. So, now we're in Lawrence, Kansas. I do my thing. I, I, I DJ the show, then I come out and close it after them. So, I'm packing up. And I'm like, damn, anybody find Jay? They're like, man, he gone. Like, mm-hmm. fuck. But the next, you know, he walked out on the stage. Like, what up, Charlie? He looking at the equipment, the records. He like, where the rest of the records, dog? Because you played for about three hours. There's no way you did that from two crates. Mm. I said, no, nah, that's what I did. He was like, all right, I got a party. And how could I be down in Miami? Come spend that. It's going to be you and Funkmaster Flex. I was like, bet. Mm. So that night, we go to the club. I'm a little geek. Uh, had a partner with me. My boy, he, he called himself Biscuit. He do security, ran a security company. He uh, come over and say, we got to leave. Hey, nigga, where we going? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go home, get some money, and we're going to meet them in Louisville. You're going to open and close the show. So I'm like, all right. Then Jay come up, where y'all going? I said, well, we got to get some money, some clothes. He's like, no, I'm going to fly y'all. I'll, take, I'll buy you clothes, whatever you need, I'll take care of it. We're like, no, no, we good. We, we, we don't roll like that. Mm-hmm. So he was like, all right. Don't be there, and I ain't ever fucking with you. Yeah. Don't call me nothing. I, I, don't, I don't care. Fuck you. That's what he was like, literally. Like, don't be there, nigga. Didn't matter. We was there two hours before he got there. <laughs> Set up. They walked yeah. in. We was on the couch, sleep, woke up. What up, man? He's like, oh, Charlie, you here? And I was set up, ready to go. Mm. And from that point on, he said, hey, if you can roll with me, I'll look out for you. And then we was doing that, and then April... Easter Sunday, April 97, show in Atlanta, Club Kaya with DJ Nabs. And Jay bring me out, do my thing. I walk out, and the brat and Jermaine Dupree walk out with me. Mm. Mm. And Jermaine was like, what's up? I'm like, what's up, dog? I just saw you in St. Louis, did the show with you? Because Big Bob was our friend, and that was his personal security. So the brat, I shook her hand, and he's it's like, like yeah, so deep we want to see you do your thing, dog. So I'm like, all right. So I'm doing my routine, and I just start talking on the mic. This is the fourth show I've ever talked on the mic. Because I had an MC, but I had to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got to tripping on one of the shows. Like, you know, you can't start doing other shit. Right. Can't start rhyming, nigga, in, in the middle of my scratching. Like, that ain't the routine. Hey, we, didn't, we didn't practice that. Yeah, we, we exactly. We didn't practice that. <laughs> so uh, I'm doing my thing, and they was handing me my records. So the, Jermaine and the Brad was handing me my records, helping me. When I got done, the Brad jumped into my arms like, nigga. <laughs> I need you to be my motherfucking DJ. Like, what What I got to do? I was so shocked. And shit, I'm sitting there holding, I got my hands on her ass, like, this, 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 this the brat, y'all. In front of everybody. Like, I'm still on the stage. I ain't backstage. I'm still on the stage. Like, shit. I'm like, uh, Whatever, you know, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> it's enough. And and I ain't gonna lie, I thought I had done some shit, right? For real. So I go backstage and I see Run and D and J. I'm like, yo, nigga, you know, I went out there. You motherfuckers. Cause they was sitting there like this. We know that's why she here. Cause we did a show and she didn't have a DJ. And we said, we got somebody. He mm. said, so she came to see you. We just ain't tell you. <laughs> mm. I was like, you motherfuckers. I'm, so, I'm glad you didn't. I might have been nervous and fucked yeah, up. Yeah, he's out there shining. But, and then I was her DJ from like 97 to 99. Mm. And then she stopped doing shows because the acting was supposed to take off for. And then, you know, she went to prison hitting the girl with the bottle and shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit, I was like, fuck. <laughs> Damn, you're fucking up the money. <laughs> Dude, black guy in the bag. But I was, and then I was still doing Run DMC opening and closing. They didn't pay me, but the brat did. Mm. 
But being with Jay, it, it gave me an exposure. And mm-hmm. then Run quit the group. Nobody knew this. Run quit the group, and the group disbanded. So Jay was finna go just DJ, be like the celebrity DJ, and I was going with him. Mm-hmm. So we had a talk two weeks prior to him being murdered. Oh, damn. Because he was like, I got to teach you how to be an opener. He said, you don't you don't know how to calm the fuck down. You, <laughs> He said, you know how to DJ and you know how to move people. So he said, whatever you think you're doing is whack. It's actually some of the best shit you're doing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to open and close run DMC shows. He said, you're killing us. We just want you to close. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Mom, we get out there, motherfuckers is tired. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you give me 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I got to I gotta show and brew. I ain't going right. to just play a song. Like, I'm mixing. I ain't doing no cutting and scratching because that comes after they're set. Mm-hmm. But I'm just mixing. Like, you know, I'm just hitting it with all the hits. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's Run DMC, so there's plenty of music to play. Right. You know, based on I know what the audience is. So I said I was doing that up until he died. Then D went solo. And he said, yo, come with me. Mm. And then, boom. Then 2010, they got back together to do shows. And uh, D was like, you know, Charlie going to be my DJ. Run, you can do whatever you want to do. Run chose his guy, Ruckus, who he does mm-hmm. shows with. Mm-hmm. So it's two of us on there. But the whole thing started from me meeting Jay back in 96. Like, was was him, was that like the most valuable, like, I guess, like, Lesson you learned from him was just the opening part of it, or did he teach you something else like before he he passed? I I, I just kind of knew what to do, so it was kind of like you know since we never got a chance to do a party, I never got to to actually open and and do what he thought was good. Cause one one thing he told me he said, and he said if I ever told he would deny it, so he's gone. <laughs> so it's funny, but he was like all the New York DJs you're hearing. He said I ain't saying no names. You ain't got to worry about none of them. Ain't none of them touching you. Mm. He was like, I'm just, he said, Charlie, I'm just keeping it real. Ain't none of them touching you, so you ain't got to worry about none of them. He said, but they my friends. <laughs> so if you ever tell this story, I will deny it. <laughs> no, and they going to be on his side, too. <laughs> and, I, and I just laughed, but I mean, you know, he would always say, like, I never seen nobody like you. Mm. Like, you know, you know how to, like, not just cut and scratch, you know how to play. Mm. And that's what he was more so interested. He liked how I was playing and mixing. He was like, we don't hear people do that. He said, I'm from New York, and I'm not hearing it in New York. Mm. So that was just, you know, it was, it was it was a blessing. Now, like, from that, of course, we have the the now iconic Kobe night. Yeah. Oh, that you, you held the jersey up in the Grammys. Like, did you know from that morning, once once you got the news, you did you already know, like, hey, I got to do something? Yeah, it was, it's, 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 it's weird, because I did a little post about it. A couple of people was getting on my head, which was kind of funny because I just told it like, what? Mm-hmm. The the day before we rehearsed, and I said, okay, I'll drop, walk this way because I got to run, needs to be cued to drop it with the one for the money, two for the. And then the band is playing to the record. Okay. So they all can hear the record. That's how they playing. Um, I said, well, damn, it's uncomfortable for us to be both cutting and scratching because I'm left-handed. And I actually do scratches to the song in the shows. Mm-hmm. But since... They didn't do two DJs, and they was trying to run, and D wanted us both on the show, trying to give us some shine. I just told Ruckus, I'll drop the song, and you worry about the scratches. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So Sunday, we're on our way in, driving in, and I pull up Facebook, and TMZ reports that Kobe's gone. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're the only one. So we don't believe it. Right. Then all of a sudden, ET Online, ESPN, it come through. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm like, I need a Kobe jersey. 
don't want to hold up a Kobe jersey. They wouldn't sell nothing out the store. Uh, took me an hour and a half to finally lock in with this guy named Armin who manages Staples Center. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what you want to do with the jersey? You want to buy one? What do you want to do? I said, I just want to hold it up during the show. I can give it back. I'll buy it if you need me to buy it. He said, well, I can't give you nothing out the store. They locked it down on me, but I got a jersey. So he gave me the jersey. I was like, cool. Nobody else knows except for Ruckus that I'm going to hold this jersey up. Mm-hmm. So I got it sitting there. I remember the manager saw it, and he just like, oh, man, let me get one. He just wanted a jersey. He don't. Right. He think he don't I got it to going, wear. Yeah. That thing too damn little. More <laughs> 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 like a tank top, like, uh, like a little halter top if I try to put the damn thing on. So I remember doing rehearsal um, where they was going to be, and I figured – at a certain point, I know when to hold it up because the camera's going to hit the stage. Mm. So I'm like, I want to be seen on TV. So that that was one of the first things that hit me. <laughs> I get rid. You did that. You going to show me because I'm doing a tribute to Kobe. And I, I'm a Kobe fan, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, so this would be my tribute. Plus, he wears my number, which is 24. 24 stars. So the whole thing was to not only wow. hold up our number, because he wore our number. <laughs> he switched to the number. Right. Yeah. So that was the thing. It was like, so I can give props to my organization. And then for all those who got knowledge, wisdom, understanding that, no. And then I can also give a tribute to him. And I'm thinking, what's more personal than actually holding something up? Because I knew they wasn't doing anything else. I sat through all the rehearsals, so I know everything's going on with the show. Mm. I know everything is going to happen. I know about the, the singing in the beginning. I know everything. And I'm like, nobody is holding up anything. Yeah. So I'm like, if I do this, at least I'll be seen on TV and it'll be a good look. Because, you know, we lost him. I mean, I was crying. I was upset by it, too. So mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to go viral. But I had some prayer warriors because my mother's a minister and uh, my boy Rashad. I'll be doing the events with Rim yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. He told me, he said, something's going to happen for you at the Grammys. Mm. He said, I just got a feeling. I was like, all right. So I'm I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> Rashad's always like, that. maybe I'm going <laughs> to finally give me a manager or somebody who can tend to me. Or, you know, I'm thinking somebody going to say, hey, man, come doing these parties at Hollywood Hills for the Grammys. You know, I'm, I'm looking yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea holding that jersey up was going to be what it was. Because mm. it wasn't for another 30 minutes that I knew it went viral. Mm. Because afterwards, I'm in the crowd. I'm watching the show. <laughs> and my phone kept vibrating. I finally looked, and my manager's son was like, you went viral. And he showed me the GIF. And I'm like, what? Hold on, let me go and check my phone. Everyone. And then I looked and saw Twitter, Instagram, Facebook was going crazy. Especially the people here. And I like, I ain't cried, but I wanted to, but it was people around me. <laughs> and I didn't want to start boo-hooing. <laughs> Nah, that was that was yeah. so real. Just like me being a personal fan, knowing you for years, but just like seeing somebody from St. Louis, Louis yeah. rapping on. We was already excited, like yo, Charlie gonna be on the Grammys, yeah. dog. We watching, mm-hmm. and then you put, threw up the Kobe jersey. We just like, dog. It's just, it just hit yeah. a thousand times harder. And, and a lot the, of people was mad because I wasn't scratching. Like I had like known DJs, like DJ Tad Money was like. He texted me while I'm on it, like I can read him. So I later I look, he like, nigga, why ain't you scratching? And tell him to ease up on the record a little bit. And man, who is that? Then it was like, oh shit, okay, I'm good. You got the jersey. I see why. And then that was everybody's thing was like, man, you wasn't scratching. We was mad. And then all of a sudden you held the jersey up, and we thought, okay, that's what he need to do. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't know is Run D Aerosmith. Nobody else knew that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So to them, they might have thought, oh, okay, he stopped scratching that day. 
simply because he wanted to hold the jersey up. No, I decided Saturday that I wasn't going to do no scratching. Right. You know, and God still blessed me anyway. But the love I got from home was, man, it was, and first all to hear when I'm looking and they like, yeah, when Charlie coming on? That's all I'm saying exactly. on the timeline. Yes. So I'm geeked. And then afterwards, everybody was so uh, so happy for me. And I had a friend uh, go by the name of Bogart Styles. He had told me, he said, like, you know, we love Nelly and everybody. He's like, but I don't know them. Mm-hmm. He like, I know you. Like, I can pick up the phone and I can call you. You right. call me back. He said, more people are connected to you than you think or know. He said, so when you go on stage, you're taking the whole city with you. Exactly. And I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know, he was real. He was like, dog, no. Nah. He said, yo, trust me. He said, all my people only watching the Grammys because you're going to be on. Mm, so he's like, when you go on that stage, you're taking the whole city. And he was right. Because mm. everything I saw, even afterwards, was, man, this is just the beginning for you. Oh, man, where is this going to go? Man, who? holla back, man. Yo, we love you. We thank you, dog. You had us all on your back. Like, I was like, damn, that's exactly what he said. And mm. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all hope, you know, for things like that. But you get somebody who, you know, like, he, he from the street. My man rough. You know what I'm saying? And, mm. like, you know. He the, he the person we taught not to hang around. <laughs> right, right. You know, he the person your mom be like, you don't be, don't hang around him. What you doing mm-hmm. around him? With, mm-hmm. Hey, don't don't be over there with him. Like you know, but you know, he, he changed his life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he, you know, he actually about community now and doing things mm-hmm. better. So when you hear it from somebody like that, it mm-hmm. it, it weighs a lot more. Yeah, mm-hmm. somebody See, who actually been in the gutter. Yeah, yeah. and man, and he from the west side. You know, he 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 hold it up all day. Okay, and he told me that, and it. it put a whole different perspective on because then when I looked at it, I was like, damn, he right. And then the moment, like, I still haven't totally gotten the moment all the way because, to me, I just held the jersey up. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say, yo, I'm on TV. <laughs> Check me out, I'm on TV. Yeah. Look, y'all, this is our number. To all me, you- <laughs> it was like, especially you being from St. Louis, mm-hmm. like, we got this thing about when St. Louis, <laughs> when St. Louis cats go out of town, we always stand out it's somehow oh, for some yeah. reason. Yeah, we do. And you at the Grammys performing for, I mean, you know, mixing and DJing for Run DMC, yeah. and still found a way to stand out. Yeah, like for me, that was like, damn, St. Louis niggas really are special. Like we really, oh, yeah. we really find a way. Mm-hmm. You know, not to say like. I know you didn't do that for, you know, to go viral. Yeah. Like you did it, like you said, you were a fan and it was a tribute. You knew wasn't nobody else doing it. And that was the right thing to do. And I think that's why I stood out so much. You did the right thing. Yeah, I mean I'm 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 glad I did. But I keep it real, if Kobe didn't wear the number twenty four, I probably wouldn't have held the jersey. <laughs> so you wouldn't hold no eight up. No. No Kobe. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I got to keep it real. It's because cause I, I have both his jerseys. Yeah. The first I mean, but one was it was given a double meaning. That's why you but were that such 20, a fan. But the 24, because I represent it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for those who, like, who really truly know what it is. And the homies knew. like They saw it. They it was like, like, yo. <laughs> yo. And I think that that made it more significant mm-hmm. as well because I always put God first mm-hmm. in everything I do. And that number represents some of the representation for God and what we know and what we stand for and believe in. Okay. So, I mean. So that you didn't see no other option, really. It was like that. Yeah, that and it. I waited an hour and a half. Like, we was talking to everybody. I was not giving up to get this jersey. Yeah. But normally I would have been like, man, fuck that damn jersey. I'm tired. <laughs> but I was standing there, and them That's people was idea, like, though. didn't nobody come yet? I'm like, man, if y'all don't get the right person, 
We didn't talk to the manager, the manager's manager, the person who run the store, the guy who handles the merchandise before somebody said, this That's is the wild. person that can make it happen. And mm. he did it with no problem. And I yeah. personally handed him his jersey back. Yeah. There we go. He didn't think he was getting it back either. It all worked perfectly. And I told him, I said, it's worse something That's now. That's that so Mamba mentality it. right now. <laughs> <laughs> he kept shooting. He kept shooting. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah, just it shot through blessing. the triple team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out. Right. He's like, we, he's like we, oh, we going to win. We going to win. Yeah. Either way it go. <laughs> now, like, one of the one of the the biggest reasons why um, I wanted, I was so excited about you being on here with Marty setting up the play and everything um, was I was having this, uh, I want to say, like, I was having this conversation with somebody. I want to say it was actually right when the new year began. And I, it was just like one of them random times where, you know, I don't know if you smoking or not. I was high. From time to time. Right? <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> and I was, and you know, you just you just start up like a conversation topic because it's just like weighing it's on that, you a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, why do we keep trying to erase the greats, bro? Like, like, I, I was thinking of like the situation, like a, it happened a while ago. Um, uh, DJ uh, Cool Herc was having like some like health complications or something. Yeah. I want to say this is like 2011, 12, around there. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, the rapper uh, Freddie Gibbs had like tweeted something. He was like, man, y'all spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Can't help the founder out. Like, yeah. And I was just like, damn. Like, and I don't know why it made me think of that. But thanks to the uh, marijuana. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yo, like he but then I started seeing like a trend like mm-hmm. in my head, like over the years where I'll look at like a another genre. I don't see nobody like bashing like Guns N' Roses, for example, or mm-hmm. like a Nirvana. But then like Mokin tested this last few months. Like, oh man, like only built for Cuban links. That's trash, bro. <laughs> like this, this, this the baby record better than that. Like, like that. Damn, well, why can't you just leave that be? Yeah, and let that shine. They both like, can't you know exist. I feel, I feel. Like, yeah. And I was like, why? why like, yeah. why are you trying to erase like the history? I feel like it's like, only a certain amount of spaces that greats in hip hop can exist. Like, it, it can only be a top five from all time. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. Like, no, it don't. I got fucking favorite five rappers from today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Shit. Like, they're great rappers, and, like, sometimes they just greater than others at different times, but that don't mean they don't exist I don't at like the that. same I, time. I, we we got to take care of that legacy, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because, like, Tree Villa, like, without Cuban Links, it ain't here. Without Rakim, it ain't here. Without Hurt, it ain't here. You like know you what said, I'm the foundation. I, 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 I take, my, my generation has to take some of the blame because we didn't raise the generation after us, mm-hmm. you know, because... We were still doing our thing, and we but didn't, it was we didn't think it was going to be over. Yeah, so uh, nobody yeah. seen hip hop going where it is, and like for you, like you're a pioneer. Y'all was like the first seeds planted, yeah. and like shit, we should have been making sure those seeds was growing before other seeds started growing too. You no, know, and we competitive, and then you know this is face. We don't give a damn about each other as a collective mm. overall. That's a culture thing. You know, yeah. it's, it's a culture thing. So it's like I'm doing my thing, and then you come up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know you. So we 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 it ain't that we ain't cool. I just don't know you. Mm-hmm. So you're doing your thing, but your man is saying you better than me. So I'm saying no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Or my but you know at the same no. time and you saying your people saying you better than me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then because But we, we really could be working together and be so the best. Exactly. Since we don't sit down and get together, mm-hmm. that stays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
it stays Willie Lynch, young, yep. just old. Now imagine. So like, my people ain't never going to give you the props until I quit, yeah. or unless I say until it. until that slot opens. Yeah, yeah. And you ain't gonna never do it either. You know what I'm saying? Your people are gonna never do it. But what happens is I'll fade out, and then you'll come up. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, because you didn't change your behavior, yep. and we didn't teach you, the people behind you keep the cycle going, but it gets worse. You're going to fall out mm-hmm. too, yep. It gets worse because with us, it was like, yeah, he cool. But now it's like, he ain't shit. Like, we didn't say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, we didn't say that. We didn't do that. Yeah, we mm-hmm. just went, no, nah, we like our guy better than who you like. You know, exactly. I come up, Curtis Blowing, you know, and all them were my heroes, but for me, it really became like right around Run DMC more so than anything because I ain't know nothing about no Cold Crush Brothers. Mm-hmm. So when they like Cold Crush Brothers, I'm like, nah, they fucking with Run DMC. They ain't fucking with LA. You know, right. Boo, boo, whatever, whatever. It wasn't no diss. Mm-hmm. It was just we didn't know. But see, this younger generation is like, was saying shit like Drake is better than Tupac and Tupac ain't <laughs> shit. It's like, wait a minute, hold on now. Like, <laughs> he didn't did things that your guy hasn't done. Yeah. So if you think he makes better music, that's debatable. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't gonna argue yeah, that. You can always. Uh, if you think he was a better lyricist, that's debatable. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna argue that. But your man ain't made songs that touch everybody. Like when your yeah. grandmama know a record, we all yeah. know how our grandmamas <laughs> is. Yeah. When your grandmama know a record, you know the record is good. Because mm-hmm. our grandmamas was singing Snoop. Yeah, the facts. You know what I'm saying? They were singing Tupac. Our grandmas. They were singing Tupac. So you know how many grandmamas singing Drake? And I'm a Drake fan, so I ain't against them, but. When you start doing them comparisons, it's like, yo, Ooh, let Drake. Hey, hold on now. That's do, a that's a that's you, you a open Pandora's box yeah, right now. A, how <laughs> many grandmas out here singing Drake? I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I you know, you gotta put it on the table. It's like let Drake do something really monumental first. Right now, he's just an artist. Mm-hmm. Tupac is an icon. Yeah. He touched the You culture. can't compare no artist to no damn icon. Thanks. Yeah. Because wow. I, I think, like, what you're saying and, like, how you explain the history of, you know, your adventure of DJing, just think if, like, you, DJ Jazzy Jeff and everybody you name who was doing something new and different that you didn't see in your own, you know, uh, craft, if y'all all sat in the room and taught each other that shit, just oh, how man. cold y'all could have been together, you know what I'm saying, then, like, that's where the power of our culture lays, like, teamwork make the dream work. Mm-hmm. Just think if y'all had that and that shit happened. Well, it did happen in DJM because later the executioners, mm-hmm. beat junkies, and uh, the invisible scratch pickles. That's what they did. That's a hell like, of a name. <laughs> with Rock Raider becoming, you know, he passed, you know, RIP to him. Okay. What they did was they focused on him winning the contest. Mm-hmm. So Rob Swift, Mr. Sinister, okay. they like Steve we gonna D, teach you. They worked so they was like, here, take this routine. Yeah. Freak it. Okay. So they was giving him routines, like literally sharing stuff for him to do. And then he was he was so creative. So they all got together, became one mind, mm-hmm. and that's how he won the championships. Okay. <laughs> Teamwork make the dream work. So you know, they, they they started doing it later. Now I'm pretty sure with hip hop it's happening, it's just not happening with the people we need it to happen with. Mm-hmm. Like we need the Lil Wayne's to be vocal and visual about helping others. And they can't just be who in your camp. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. And but we no, were just talking real. about that. Like, because he's like, he didn't know who 21 Savage yeah, was. Yeah, just, just thinking like, we what? had Lil like, Wayne 
uh, what's the word we use for uh, cosigns for like little baby and young. Well, we got young thugs slightly, but yeah. you know those kind of people coming up like that's some crazy shit because we had people like Hov giving cosigns to Wayne when he was coming up, mm-hmm. or you know yep. even Juvenile saying saying Wayne was tight and shit like that. Because see, the thing is, know that is them guys always had some type of. Uh, publicity, you know, Wayne mm-hmm. was ten or whatever, starting with Cash Money, so yeah. we heard him. Yeah, the gimmick. So when he was starting it out, you know, Jay recognized and jumped on. But see, he got money. He's smart because business wise, that's smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he ain't gonna never say Wayne was good <laughs> or better than him. <laughs> yeah, because we all know he's not gonna say that. But he you know Wayne got fans. Yeah. So I gotta say this publicly, so you hear me. And then Wayne responds with respect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that make Wayne fans like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, exactly. That's and how it, can it should work. be. And then like and like I'm not down in Atlanta, so I don't I don't know totally how it all works with them working to help each other out. Mm-hmm. But what I've seen is I've never seen them help anybody outside of their camp until they got on and made noise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Waka come with Gucci. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you didn't see Waka with nobody else doing nothing until he was he standing was on, on his yeah. own. Mm. Yeah. You know, T.I. held people, but they was his clique. Yeah. That was his friends. People, people he grew up he with. put on. Did he just literally find somebody out there like, oh, you want me to do a feature? And I like you and go do it? And mm-hmm. did that happen? Like, I don't know. But that's the question because we keep thinking all them work together. Yeah, and they don't, they really don't. the way we think. Mm-hmm. I, I always when that always coming like an argument like Atlanta sticks together. I'm like, ah. like no. yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause we can name ten beefs in Atlanta all the time. Exactly. Right? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, but and it's I, between those camps you talking yeah. about. Like <laughs> they fighting for position. Mm-hmm. Th- this is where education. <laughs> <laughs> I think Atlanta. A good they just birthed a lot of rappers, yeah. but people credited for them bringing up other rappers. Yeah, like it's like. Well, this this Basketball. is this is the thing we gotta we gotta understand about the South. We had to go back to slavery, mm-hmm. believe it or not. When the we come north, racism was different mm. because we had our own area. You know, they put us in projects, so we didn't have to live next to the white dude yeah. or live with him or work for him, like work with him. When they got free down south, they had to stay on that plantation. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was a spiritual bond because, man, you a nigga, I'm a nigga. Yeah. But we came up here, we got a little bougie. And Separate. we got a little disconnected. Okay. Because when I came up, if you called any one of us country, it was a fight. Mm. Like, you couldn't go, oh, man, you country. Nigga, ain't nobody country, nigga. That was like, <laughs> we be serious. That was like calling somebody stupid and dumb nigga? because yeah. we like, man, those other motherfuckers we slow. We all plantation. Mm-hmm. Niggas yeah. just dumb. Like, we all had that. So we come up here, we didn't support one another. Yeah. But huh. down there, they always did. So when they start doing music, even though the camp didn't work together, the consumer did. Yeah. Mm. So that's how Slim Thug selling 100,000 copies on the street. And don't remember we talked about. Well, he that. said like I, yeah. I sold ten thousand out the trunk. Yeah, because they have a culture we don't know anything about. Everybody wants that they, shit. Damn. Everybody wants that hot shit. Everybody want it. They want yeah. and they want to buy it because it's support. We up here like man, let me get a copy. Yeah. Oh man, don't oh, fuck that nigga. He from the you should give it to me because we from the nigga. same city. Nah, it, yeah. that, down there they and we was see like, that shit. all the way up until like New York because you know you heard about Harlem niggas and Brooklyn niggas and like. 
They don't ever just say New York niggas. We heard that like, yeah, once it's national, but yeah. like if they in New York, you are either a bar, you're a barrel, wherever you from. Well, see, that was the thing too. We thought my generation that all New Yorkers knew each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We hear about the boroughs, but we don't know. So we figuring run DMC and Carrots One, hang out. <laughs> you just ruined that dream for me Cause you know You hear about the clubs Like you would hear say The Tunnel Back in the day The Fever We figure you know These guys were there So we think they know Each other and hang out That's not the case Them boroughs Don't fuck with each other Right yep. Yep. Like nobody fuck with the Bronx mm-hmm. You know, Harlem niggas, the flashy niggas, Brooklyn, the chain snatcher niggas. (laughs) So that Brooklyn's in the house, which they made a song, was actually the DJ telling everybody, tuck your chain. Brooklyn's in the house. So they're like, man, Brooklyn's in the house. You tuck tuck the chain because they the snatcher. Mm -hmm. And they wore fatigues. That was their thing. So a lot of people, they weren't intermingling like that. Like, I can live in Queens. I ain't got to go to Brooklyn for shit. Mm. I got clubs in Queens. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got malls. I got everything I need here in Queens, so I ain't got to go to Brooklyn. Like, we all going into Manhattan because, you know, it's Manhattan. Right. You know, Knicks, whatever, concerts. Yeah. But I ain't got to go to Brooklyn. Right. And then if you notice, Brooklyn got all them little areas that mm-hmm. don't get along. Yeah, I would say yeah. they got... Yeah, they Queens got, got all them little areas yeah. that don't get along. Harlem, too? But see, we don't know that because we just here. It's just New yeah. York. Like, it's just yo, from Harlem. Way, like L.A. Yeah. So we like, yo, it's Harlem. Like, you know, okay, I'm pretty sure, you know, they go to Brooklyn and, get, and kick it. And I'm pretty sure M.O.P. hanging out <laughs> with the camera on them because I just saw them take a picture together. They was just in the club and the dude Passing took the picture. By. But they was not working together. Right. They were not dealing with each other. See, we didn't know that. But when the South took over, New York got exposed. Mm-hmm. Because then you start hearing Harlem niggas, Brooklyn niggas. Yeah. Because everybody like, we going to bring New York back. We bringing them back. They had to work together. So then you hear the Harlem nigga <laughs> talking about some, man, I'm fucking them Brooklyn niggas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, fuck them Queens niggas. Because <laughs> they was all trying to. And, yeah. they, and they still ain't learned, like, for real. Because, like, we only had a couple. It's not. Too, it, it's very rare we see East Coast cats fucking with South cats. Like, when it first started happening, like, when Jay-Z hopped on uh, that high remix with Juvenile. Or uh, who was on? Big it was somebody. Pimpin, got that yeah, we got Big Pimpin. Yeah, Big Pimpin. And then who was from the East on uh, the... Well, I think about the, Fat Joe was the first to go South. With the... He went South because he, he recruited Khaled and Terror Squad. So he was down there talking about Miami and all that first. That, then, was, that, was, that was some time after the, that, though. No, then the locks and them all went... And then the whole, because Jay-Z do Big Pimpin' and all that after Fat Joe Nim is in, in Miami. Okay, you talk. Okay, okay. Like, yo, yeah. that, that Fat Joe Nim went first. Mm. He, he he was the first to go down and start talking and doing know. things. Right, because he, uh. Yeah, yeah, because I, the I, High I, Remix came out in the 90s. What? But Fat Joe was before that. Like I'm saying, that was he like 2000. Down he, but he you know said, the high he, remix he with Jay Z. But he's saying Fat Joe was already down there. He was already down like, there. Like he, he planted a plant that seed. Okay, like, okay. Hey, yeah. I'm moving yeah, and shaking. Okay, okay. Like I get what you're saying. Yours yeah, I'm thinking about releases and like yeah, when like, I heard it, I'm, no, you know, see, get, when that, it reached that, me. That's how that come about because they were going down there. Okay. And see, this this is something because we're here in the Midwest, we forget Virginia is southern. It's south. Yeah. New Yorkers. Go to school in Virginia. In Virginia. South, yep. So they go down there, and they bring some of that influence back. Because remember, New York, we don't bounce. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then Buster did a song, and he bounced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Jay-Z record, 
Pimpin' was like a bounce record. New Yorkers was was talking about mm -hmm. that record. Like, this nigga bouncing. Yeah. We don't bounce. They boom back. They bounce. Yeah, so. Bounce. But yo, Fat bounce. Joe was the first to lay the seed. Okay. Mm -hmm. He was the first to lay, because he was vocal about it. I'm, I, I'm learning. I, he was he was vocal about going out, because he, he recruited Khaled. Khaled was a, a top DJ on the radio at the time. Mm -hmm. And he recruited Khaled and made him part of the terror squad. So then you start seeing others. Like, you started seeing Jada Kiss the Locks now. Yeah. Go down. And then, you know, Lil Wayne, you know, Cash Money was doing their thing, and they was getting around. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're doing these shows in their cities, they're going to come out. You do something in New Orleans, baby, and them going to show up. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Because you in their city, they're they going to come out. And eventually, you know, they got money, you got money, you both hustlers. Put it together. You, you're going to connect. Because I think a lot of people probably don't remember BMF challenged the Rough Riders to a strip-off. Where they took Atlanta strippers and they went to New York. Oh, yeah. And Rough, no, Riders, Rough Riders went and got strippers and they had a battle because BMF said Atlanta strippers are better. Mm. I stand behind that. And they had a stripper. It was all in the Source off. magazine That's and everything. That's black history right there. <laughs> <laughs> what the? A strip off. A strip uh, off. Yeah. Damn. Like, I keep up with the stuff. Yeah. I, I read the magazines and I, I remember it. I remember. Mm. Now remember, Rough Riders and Cash Money did a tour. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. Oh yeah, yeah, Together. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we got that uh, that on uh, that drag on that juvenile that. Uh, yep. Down bottom. Yeah. 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 Played that in a while. I need to bump that on the next tomorrow. Yo, I'll play that this morning. That's my shit. Look, we talking about all week. Do you fuck them to the cup? Damn, you make them cup. No. Stop! Hey, that's that shit. Nah, cause like it's funny cause we we do we do we do Mo do a mix before like the end of the show. This is actually our first episode that we didn't have a mix done before we record the episode. Yeah, we usually like sit back, play it, okay, critique it a little bit. Like yeah, then we give him his praise. Like all that transition, you know, like no, he's showing out. If it was anything like this shit, I was playing when I came in. I definitely would like to hear that. Like I was having a cause like we we work in tandem. I'd be like, yo, play this, bro. Play this, and yeah. he trusts me. You know what I'm saying? Cause like we all music mm. heads. I mean, we and we believe teamwork make the dream work. Right. So it's the only way. We I was like, all right, man. We got this. Uh, I was thinking about something like, man, like Charlie Chan coming next week, but I was stuck. Like I I, I didn't know what records yeah. to. I try to I try to always have it like catered to like the guests. I try to pretend I'm in the guest shoes and then come up with the playlist. Like I'm and, I'm, I'm about the culture. So mm. as long as it's cultural. Oh, most definitely. Then that song down bottom, it was on there. Yeah, and then exactly. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, Charlie Chan to play some shit like this, dog. Like, yeah, Welcome to Atlanta remix. I was put on that on there, and yeah. I, I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't yeah. know you broke that record. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah we didn't. Yeah, I, I had because I had like I had like Beastie Boys on there. Beastie, I, 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 Paul Revere, I had, oh, the yeah. Jam Master the first Jay joint. The, the reason why I was failing the first time, I was trying to cram too much. I was trying to go to every era. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you know, I, I felt that, and I was like. You texted me the day after I, I was like, every era, so. right. <laughs> yeah. no, but you said that yeah. you was like every era, and you you stay relevant, and like that's a talent within its own. Nah, but that's another episode. But yeah, <laughs> like every time I saw Charlie perform, I remember it was a high point night, and you were like you just came. I think you was in town. You decided to jump on. And it was a young Joe shoulder lean drop. Yeah, and you know at high point we playing like the extra raw hip hop yeah. joints, and Charlie got on there. Made everybody dance and like dropped that shoulder lean record. Everybody went crazy. Mm -hmm. And I remember Luke yeah. Miles, Luke Miles outside like Charlie played shoulder lean. 
My girl got a girlfriend. Like, girl. he was just like, <laughs> but what's on the, what's like, on the mix, like, though? Ain't I and Rubber Band Banks. Yeah, I put drone there. Uh, every once I. in a while, you had to play them records because we weren't against any of them type of songs, but everywhere you went, that's what would get played. Yeah, right. So, and every once in a while, I was like, well, you know, some of these records are still fun records. Like, yeah. they not all the way hood records. Like, every Jeezy song ain't a hood record. He actually got a couple of records that we would say are more like the hip hop we prefer yeah. to hear. They're not trap records. So, my thing was, why not play them? Right. Because you had them back then, you had stuff like the Humpty Dance or It Takes Two or yeah, like, like stuff like that. It's fun records. Like, in the butt. <laughs> so every once in a while, you know, I played them songs. I'll I never forget. I They got on my head for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but people was rocking. And then uh, I'm trying to think. Her, right? The one Lil John record, they had a song that had, it was like the last record. On one of the albums with Ice Cube, Bun B. Oh, uh, Roll Call. Was Bro, it? Yeah. Real nigga Roll Call. Yeah. And I remember playing, and Fenster was like, Come on, man. I'm like, dude, it's rappers on here. <laughs> and they were like, spitting. Like, they spitting. Niggas I mean, I understand spitting. it's a Lil yeah. John beat, but they spitting. And then Lil John them had a record with MOP <laughs> oh, <laughs> that I played. And they was messing with me about that. I said, dude, this is a loud ass record. MOP is on there. I'm playing this yeah. dog. Like, oh, I know. Uh, that song with Ice Grand Finale. That's it, what it's called. It's, it's, it's the motherfucking Grand Finale. And niggas just start rapping. I had to, like, you know, play stuff like that. And, and it kind of <laughs> went against what we was trying to promote. But I was like, some of these records, you know. It's You cannot deny hot. And that's the love we had the bass about, even back then to this day. Yeah. Like, you know, my brother Fancy, he heavy, super yeah. hip-hop. Like, like no I limit. was saying that earlier, like, a few episodes <laughs> back, he ain't played no Master P in the house. No. Like, that's why could, we thought it was funny. Tra- because <laughs> we, we had an episode where we talking about No All Limit. No Limit. And me and Mo, it, it, we just talking like, yeah, we like, like, No Limit's the greatest. That shit Marty's come with like, breakfast. Nah, I ain't play that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we was like, what? He said, nah, man, what happened? Like, my brother, what happened that shit, bro? Nah, so. listen to that shit. It right. was just, even like, me even look up to Needles back then. He was just like, Needles would never play yeah, during that records at all. Like, after a while, now he fight. Him too. He will play them records now because he more understand, like, yo, people need to have fun, need to go dance. And just like, I remember that night at High Point, we was all talking about just like, even though we playing like super lyrical shit, yeah. we like, nah, we was thinking like, people need to dance, people need to have a good yeah, time. Good time. Like, Loosen and up too, a little we bit. Can, nah, we can, we can, we can jam a Slum Village all day. We can right. jam MOP. Yeah. Like, yeah. you play Raise It Up or you play Annie Up, you know, the crowd's yeah, going to yeah. go crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, those, you can Joe Lil John on that. You can Joe, yeah. Dro, Tip, whatever. Like, it matters. It's all hip-hop in the yep. day. Yep. And we forgot we need to have fun, too, on top of this. Yep. Yeah. It was but, just because what we liked to hear was just not getting any love. Yeah, yeah. So that was, was the main part. That was, too, so yeah. we was mainly like, okay, I don't hear Slum Village nowhere unless I'm playing it or Needles is playing it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't hear it anywhere. So we made that the forefront. It, and for me personally, it wasn't nothing against the other records because I still liked them and played them. But the audience that came out didn't appreciate the other stuff we wanted to play. Mm-hmm. See, like, if you in, like, y'all into music, mm-hmm. so you can vibe with Master P. And then listen to some comment with no problem. Right, right. But the majority of the people in the party like, oh no, dog, no, no. Uh, on each side too. Like, man, if you fuck that shit, man, put that peace shit back on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fuck with this nigga, you know. And so they wasn't respectful of it. So it was like, okay, we're just gonna do this, and you motherfuckers ain't gonna come. <laughs> that's fuck just y'all. that's just that's what it was. But a few people got it. 
and they understood it. So when we would slide a few records in, it, it really wasn't a big deal. We was the main ones tripping. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, dog, you to play the young troll. Come on, dog. He said a Chevy is blue like whirlwind. What you doing? It would become questionable like that because we was trying to hold that move. Yeah, it was like it was that was important, especially being in St. Louis. Like you wouldn't hear most stuff. You wouldn't hear common. You wouldn't hear that. And that was our space for that. And that was our space for that. Cause like a lot of these even classic hood St. Louis songs, like I ain't hear whirlwind till much later. Really? Like I didn't hear that because we weren't playing it. We wasn't. It was just like on the radio. Yeah, that's all I would hear it on. Like like late night. They yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It was late. But like going out, like I only went to the you know super hip hop shit. Yeah. So <laughs> at first, at first, so it was just like I ain't heard to none of them classes till like like now the era we in, you can hear across the board. Yeah, which I love yeah. this era so much. You can hear everything. Like I can hear most stuff, and then oh, I can hear a little John right here, and then I yeah. can hear like a young Joe, and then take it back to crisscross. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I love about this era now. Yeah, it, it's kind of cool for me DJing because. It was records I didn't want to play then because I didn't want to support that movement. Like, it was just you know, you know when it, when it got bad in the club for a minute, it was bad. Mm-hmm. So it was like, damn, you know, y'all don't want to hear nothing else but this, mm-hmm. and I really don't want to play this. So I'm playing it and I'm killing it. But the minute I didn't get, had to play it no more, I didn't. Yeah. And then some of the records start like we had a period where Mr. Crunk fight era? the Crunk era boy, okay. you know oh, shit. Yeah. I bet you won't hear the motherfucker, hear the motherfucker. Night over. Like, all that, man. You know, tear the club up. Them records all fight, so we couldn't enjoy the records. So anything close to it is like, no, nah, I can't even play. Can't this. Can't <laughs> now that we're like older, slippery slope. The spot like that. Now that we're older, when we throw that shit on, run up, get done up. We just yeah, we, we just do the dance, it. You know, what I'm saying? you know, ain't nobody thinking about punching nobody, <laughs> or, nobody. or nothing. So no, no, no. Depending where are you in, you play that record like back in the day in the spotlight. Oh man, <laughs> oh, it's over. Yeah. Oh, Onyx, Onyx, no, the original Onyx, all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like. All right, I'll meet y'all with Limelight. Like, <laughs> mono, uh, Limelight. Uh, what's the joint that we, uh, fuck, I just forgot it. Um, the Beano. Oh, the yep. Beano. Uh, oh, that's it, the Beano. Rio. Man, <laughs> get your ass stomped. <laughs> so I remember, like, not wanting to play that stuff. Like, man, these records are not really fun. Mm. Fight, star, ain't yeah. nobody really dancing. You just think that's the shit we grew up mm. off of. Yeah. You know, but, like, now when you play it, because we're older, it's like, yeah. that ain't finna happen. They got newer records that do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the new records is yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of shit. Like this this is um this like I said, man, this is a classic interview right here. Bro. <laughs> this is like, like, <laughs> like this this is gonna be one like damn. We, we might did, need we, a part two. Yeah, I'll come back. I will. Yeah, Anytime you all come through. Man, this is all our episodes. This is all this polite coolery. This is a tree building. This is silly fans. We gonna have to tag all this right. We gotta put this on everything, every platform. This is crazy, bro. And like I said, I appreciate being at what I won't tell people like, you know, we we do what we do for attention. You know, mm-hmm. when you, you, I just wanted to be dope, and I just wanted y'all to go, you dope. That was it. Yeah. So in that, we had to remember, you know, people going to want to talk to you. So you can't be like, oh, man, who, who listening to their podcast? It, that ain't the point. Mm-hmm. The point is somebody felt you were important enough right. to be interviewed. So since y'all felt I was important enough, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not you know, I'm, I'm glad that's, that's, yeah, I that's, like that. that's how we move, but it's never been said. But that's what needs time because... I mean, first off, somebody got to start somewhere. And if you just going to sit around waiting on Big Brother, that's why I like to call him Big Brother to interview you, then mm-hmm. you whack. Because mm-hmm. they don't care. Yeah. 
They they already got theirs. You know, they got theirs. And like I said, I, all I wanted to be was dope, really. Like, I wasn't trying to get paid. I wasn't trying to get no hoes, nothing. I just mm-hmm. wanted to be mentioned with the DJs that I like. Yeah, I wanted to be compared to a Jam Master got- Jay, a Jazzy Jeff. That was literally it. Now, the money came. And, of course, it's like, okay, I can get paid from this. So cool. I want to get some money. But I never sacrificed my integrity or the culture mm-hmm. to get paid. Mm-hmm. Because I come up skills, pay bills. If you dope, mm-hmm. you're going to get booked. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's facts. That's now the, you just got to be popular. Exactly. So <laughs> that that's kind of like a struggle. But what I'm finding out, because my generation now runs the world. Yeah. Y'all last. You you made it. Like So yeah. I can do things that typically these young guys are never going to probably ever do. Mm. Or ever be time. real used. shit last. That's our motto. Real shit last. Yeah, because like you know, I do corporate gigs where they want me to do exactly what I want to do. So I I show up and I'm like playing regs. You know, they like no nah, no nah, man. I, I heard you be playing that real hip hop shit. I'd be like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like you know, I'm, I'm playing to say because I'm looking at like 50 year old white women and shit going. I don't think they ready. <laughs> what I want to do and that's the main person that to come over I play Wu-Tang they like nah you whack play an album cut you got some killer army I'm like killer army oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit. like, they, that real like shit. they really know <laughs> yeah. and then I can play mm-hmm. how I want to play in the party be like yeah we want you to do uh, this bar mitzvah we want you to do this party we like Pum. how you DJ like somebody was at the high point from out of town and booked me out of town that's sweet mm. somebody was at a concert with Run DMC saw me spin beforehand Got in touch with me, wanted me to come do exactly what I was doing. I wasn't playing nothing like Mob Deep and shit. Like, I was just mm-hmm. kicking it. Mm-hmm. That's all they wanted. And they loved it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. And they paying me premium dollars. And, I mean, it's like playing at home. Like, I'm and literally I'm gonna do just scrolling going, well, damn. I ain't heard this in a while. I heard the hieroglyphics <laughs> in a minute. Throw it on. They're they like, oh. <laughs> or they running over like, yo, and Shazam and every damn thing. I'm like, What's y'all that? don't put y'all phones down. And have fun. Like, yeah. they Shazam Ooh, Hieroglyphics. Like, you got to put that on the mix. You got to like, put that on the mix. All that right. kind of stuff is coming to play. And then, like I said, my generation is running an advertising company. Yeah. Yep. So that's how your money. TIs, your Jay-Zs and stuff are getting able to do things it's like how y'all are going to be able to do things past this mm. because we are the ones now in charge because the older guys they they got pushed out let's just call it what it is mm-hmm. they got pushed out because they couldn't relate to us because they never did right mm. mm-hmm. they never did they was like you know they had get anybody to do the commercial and rhyme why do we need little wayne because they don't mm. understand the significance right. Right. of him yeah mm. So they just hire, you know how the corny them commercials were when they used to be rapping, the beat was whack. We like, what the fuck? McDonald's. But then what happened when they had Wayne in what, like a Super Bowl commercial for like Champ or Alexa or something? Something like that. No, they yeah. had, uh, I'm in the Galaxy phone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Galaxy. Yeah. So when, when they started doing that, then it was like, well, who thought of this? Oh, Tommy down there. Tommy black as fuck. <laughs> He's like, I got more ideas. They try to listen to me. And that's, mm. so now there's, there's the shift. So you can start seeing, like, you see how hip-hop start really influencing things. Like, if you look at the music game, all the labels in New York, nobody from New York runs the label. Yeah, right. All the guys from the South are the presidents or A&R yeah. directors mm-hmm. of the labels. So what do they do? They go back to where they from, and they grab their artists. Yep. Well, I grew up with this nigga. Yeah. I know this nigga. And that's how these motherfuckers, the South is getting on. Nah, and the yeah. East, 
having problems because they're not doing music that everybody can relate to and they still stuck in that New York mm-hmm. we run it shit. Yep. But you don't run none of the labels. Mm-hmm. When y'all ran the labels, y'all didn't fuck with them. P came through with some brilliant marketing and showed we can make money and we ain't gotta be from there. And you couldn't ignore him. Mm-hmm. You couldn't ignore the money he was getting. <laughs> and then cash money come right along and get that big deal. And then they sold all them records. You couldn't ignore it. And them companies about making money. They don't give a damn about you being from where you at. If you right. can come in here and get these artists signed and make money with them, then we hooking you up. You mm-hmm. know, you had what L.A. Reid was running Def Jam. You had Jermaine at one point mm-hmm. in the position. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, Shakir Stewart before, you know, he killed himself. He the one that signed Rick Ross and Jeezy. Mm-hmm. He's from Atlanta. Man. He's the one put them on. Khaled, I don't know if Khaled's still working for Def Jam or not, but he, he was epic, holding the position. Epic. Was it Epic now? He mm-hmm. works. Yeah, he's so you see epic. these guys holding these positions. That's why these. That's why the South was winning. Mm-hmm. It's business. But see, we just thinking like, oh, man, New York ain't got it no more. No, New York still got it, but they not in control. Mm-hmm. Even out on the West, the West Coast, they complaining about radio play. Like, how's Nipsey getting, Hustle getting all this now when he wasn't getting it when he was alive? Mm-hmm. I never heard him on the radio when I used to go to Cali. And he talked about it, too, when he was alive. He was just like, man, they don't, they don't play nothing. None of my stuff. You know, they wasn't, but now he passed. Oh, we got a plan. And I get it, you know, but mm-hmm. he was too big of a guy prior to that to not be on the radio, to be right. heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you got people Huge. running them labels that not connected to the streets or not from the area, they don't do. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They ain't trying to know. They don't see it. And, and, and that's what happened. Every time you get somebody connected to the streets, you see the label pop. Suge was connected to the streets. That's why Death Row did what it did. Mm-hmm. Puffy was connected to the streets with Bad Boy. That's why it did yep. what it did. Master right now, P. it's just surviving. He's not T. connected I. to the streets because his mentality, he doesn't raise anybody to do what he do. Mm. Remember, he's from Harlem. Yeah. They, they yeah. stand alone. Get fly. Yep. They, and that's, <laughs> he don't, everybody he, else after Diddy has always been under Diddy. Yeah. Mm. He doesn't. He hasn't. He hasn't raised nobody to straight run that label like him. Mm-hmm. No. Once Diddy. Once like, Diddy done. How many boy. people knew French Montana was on Bad Boy? I knew that. <laughs> I, don't know. I actually knew that. I. I mean, we he's we're music Bronx, lovers. We're in a room full of music. But think about it. But do you think about Bad Boy when you think about it? No. You, if you okay. think about anything, you think but of Coke Boys or when, some Rock Boys. When Total was on there, we thought about Bad Boy. When Biggie was on there, Craig Mack, Craig Mace, Mack. everybody, Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Check <Okay. me. laughs> I mean you don't even think You just think of the artist You don't even think of the label mm. That shows you that Diddy didn't raise nobody Cause he's not day to day with it Oh yeah, He, he didn't raise nobody to keep the label Out front mm. Suge didn't let Death Row die He was locked up and still screaming <laughs> Death Row Whoever did something It was still Death Row mm. Facts Man you know, like I said, if we start paying attention, I think about it. Tiger was signed to Cash Money and and Young Money, and it didn't register really because mm-hmm. he was always doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. You heard him yeah, say nobody it. nobody ever occurred. But if you called out the artist, his name would never come up. <laughs> but we know he, he did numbers. You know what yep. I'm saying? He did radio he spins. Was, but nobody, that's nobody. See, favorite. that showed you that they really didn't care about him. Yeah. Because of Nikki and Drake mm-hmm. <laughs> and Wayne doing so well, you know, that it was like, whatever. Yeah, he, you know, he would be young money. He would say it as much as he could, but they never put that behind him. That, that's true. He was real young money, like, the first one, for super real. young money. 
first. Yeah, he might have been He's the, the first, first one. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the coconut song. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't even to my collect. I don't know if he was first, but I know he was heavy. I felt like he was first. That the coconut song because he had the lime in the coconut mix, and yep. then they signed him. And it was like a, a big thing. But remember, thing, it was a but, bunch of them. Around, it was like Young Twist, but Jay Mills. Uh, but Ty was like he was literally like the first dude that yeah. Wayne like signed. Mm-hmm. Like because he, he already had he already had the connections, was, but he had a hit already. Yeah, because that was so, that came around that like that weed era rap. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like. Certain labels, like I said, it's business. But if you don't raise somebody to do what you do, hold it down, it'll it'll fall. Mm-hmm. And a lot Sister of these guys <clears throat> don't because of fear of losing their position. position yep. Like Leo Cohen said, the reason him and Russell Simmons stayed together till the end was because Russell paid him what he was worth. Mm. He never had to worry about money. He never had to go sit with Russell and go, "Hey, you see, I'm basically running this label." Mm. I'm the one signed Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. I'm the one did Def Jam South, Def Jam West. I'm the one bought uh, Warren G in here. Like I'm the one that kept this going. I'm the one that got Jay Z them to do these deals. Mm-hmm. Irv Gotti, all that. That's me. Russell said, "What you need? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're important." And and he took care of them. They, they never had to to worry about that. But the minute people don't handle business, like P wasn't paying Beats by the Pound. That's why they had mm-hmm. disbanded. Mm. Damn, you know, didn't know that. Manny That's had, why you hear so many people say they had changed they, they had changed their name. Oh my god, they did a they did one song. Fuck. They changed their name to the Medicine Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You know. Uh remember Manny left Cash Money mm-hmm. over money. And then he put the one record out and then they did a cease and desist on him. That's why you didn't hear any more music. Because oh. mm. you know, Def Jam gave him a label. That's right. I remember that. I remember that. He yeah. had that one album. That and then Baby them pulled that bullshit out. Yeah. yeah. See, how he figured it out was he hanging with Tim Lynn and Scott Storch. Uh, so he had Scott House. Nigga got a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and a boat. cars. He said, nigga, I, I may back that ass up. And, like, hold up. And he like, I got more hit records than both of y'all put together. I've sold more records. And I ain't got a boat. And <laughs> I don't have the house you even stay in. I don't even have... The cars. Yeah. Remember Ross said, he said, I thought you niggas really owned them cars. cars. He said, yeah. so when he went back with Baby, that's when they started having the problems. Damn. So Baby, the did he himself? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they, they, they played Bangladesh. You know, he did the Millie record. Oh, yeah. They didn't publish the record. Oh. Mm. So he don't get no money. They just put it out. Yeah. So if you don't publish it, yeah. you can't get paid. Then he sued them. Then they gave him a deal. He did one song, and we ain't heard shit from him. And that's a practice in the game. Nah, yeah, that's when they put songs out, they don't publish them. So, so Baby I don't... knew that was going like that yeah. was the routine. Yeah, that's what Damn. they would do. That's crazy. Look, I'm, I'm going to take my shit off, too. That's crazy. And, and the thing is, like, <laughs> when, you know, and hey, when you don't have and you're trying to get, mm. and some, somebody show up, like, right now, somebody got 100 grand for me, I'm taking the deal. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm taking the deal, because I, I, I feel I'm smart enough to flip the money. <laughs> On some legal stuff. Same yeah, you know. exactly. But uh, when you stand in the projects and you struggling and you shooting at cats and cats shooting at you and your mama struggling and you that know first ticket out and gone. somebody drop that money on you, you gonna take it. It's game mm-hmm. changer. Yeah, you gonna take it. You gonna sign the deal. And then Suge did this, and Baby and them did too. They all stayed together. Mm-hmm. So every time we out, I ain't spending no money because you for the car rental. You didn't put me in the car. You pay for the hotel, you feed me, you done bought the women. Mm-hmm. You know, you buying me jewelry, you constantly lacing me. 
So at this point, you know, I'm getting a little check here and there. I ain't tripping. I want 10 grand. Cool. I'm just put it up because I ain't spending it. Yeah. You've been taking care of me. Then what happens is when that slow down or it change up and then you sitting around like, man, everybody got Bentleys. Yeah. I'm saying, oh, mm. I'm the only broke nigga now. And they like, you ain't, you ain't buy one? You be like, no. Nigga, I can't. Yeah, like, what, what? <laughs> where was we supposed to go to buy Bentleys? Like, if you remember, there was a point when Drake said he never got a check mm-hmm. from Young Money. He was like, I never got a check because he was doing shows. They hadn't paid him. Mm-hmm. So I heard that he had sued Baby, and they kept it out of public. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it actually happened, but that's what I heard. But surprised. I do remember Drake saying, I never got a check. Snoop said that with Death Row at one point. I never got a check. That's probably how he ended up on No Limit. Yeah, because what happened was Suge bought him a house in his name. Mm. He bought him a car in his name. Everything was in his name because he put Snoop out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Said he's my shit. You know, when Snoop signed with No Limit, P knew better in sharing the money. But see... You still getting played if you didn't know your worth, yeah. or what you were supposed to do, and that—that's where cats was lacking. Was lacking. Mm. You're like, man, we made all these records. How come we not seeing this money? Exactly. Well, this TLC. the deal you signed. Sometimes they ain't want to restructure the deal. Mm. They want to do the do a dog. This is what you signed. This is what you signed up for. Yeah, but, stick to it. But man, I didn't. I didn't did all this work. It ain't. We can't change. Oh, you want to change? And then you know. You know, when you're dealing with street cats, you know, the conversation ain't cool. It's like, look, mm-hmm. motherfucker, <laughs> you're going to give my shit. And you like, hold on, you still street too? you like, nigga, you don't want to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, all got, word? Like, yeah, it's we got like lawyers that. for this. Then, you know, you talking shit, you leave, you mad, then the motherfucker just put the clamp on you because yeah. he controlling. Now your ass putting out And you songs thinking, I leave. I leave this nigga and go somewhere else and you can't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Damn. Because the contract, like, it happened with Nelly and them. They fell out with D2, mm-hmm. signed the deal, put the album out. One million sold, two million sold, three million sold. Hello, this is our D2 um, Universal. Uh, We uh, need to talk. And they had to cut the check. Where's my money? Because It's my money and I want it now. They own the publishing (laughs) on the songs. Damn. And and it was business. You know, it it was a good thing they did do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, went on their own and did what they did. But they did fall out. And then that happened. Mm. Business. Man, it, it, Long it, story short, yeah, business. You know your business. From this episode, it's business. Business. Right. Yeah. I mean, look at Mace right now. Shit. Yeah, you know he he <laughs> mad. Oh yeah. And and I knew it was gonna happen. Too. Diddy shouldn't have gave the speech. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't the one to deliver it. Yeah. No, no. It should have been a Quincy Jones, or somebody else, a little less connected. Yeah. To deliver it, but by him being who he is, and we know his history. Because you remember the locks had fronted them on the radio. Yeah. You're a coward. You're a coward. All that yeah, to get that. stop a fisher <laughs> To get they stuff back. And mm-hmm. now, you know, Mace offered him money and he like, well, I got somebody in London want to buy it. So you gotta match them. Damn. But if you wait till however many years it is, it'll all the publishing will revert back to you. But then like you mm-hmm. on the stage screaming this black excellence shit. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't, but you don't wanna don't you don't wanna sense. exercise it. You know, he, you know, his artists didn't leave with no money. You know, Biggie sold all his publishing back to Diddy. Yeah. You know, but when you don't, you lack business. Because I told people, I said, Diddy, I mean, Biggie decides to do a label and not with Puffy, and they appeared to be like this. But when Biggie died, his mother said Puffy and him not like that. 
Yeah, I think mm. Biggie died. He might have like a hundred grand or something in this account. Probably. It's like you hear some crazy shit. Like you, it, it just don't make sense, especially like what we see or what we think rappers doing now or how they make it seem as much money as they making. We be thinking, oh, the legend should have way more money than that. Yeah, but them but it's just like back when, like, basketball contracts. Jordan like, Wings is underpaid, bro. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> just think, like. You're his last two years, I think Jordan was getting, like, 30 mil or whatever. Right, but yeah. That, you would assume that he had been getting that. that the whole time. Yeah, whole time. <laughs> majorly, but not at all. Not at all. Yeah, we, we just, you know, you have to plant the seeds with the generation behind us and, and, and. We had to beat it into them. I'm sorry. We just got to. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to beat it into them. They they need to they need to go through something mm-hmm. to like understand it. Like I've been doing hip hop. I remember when black people didn't want to hear rap. Yeah. But nobody would believe that today. Nah, I can believe that. You know, I, I look. I I, re, I, re, I, re, <laughs> I know people like that still. I remember trying to you know being booked to play in white establishments because the black fraternities booked it. And the manager's going, well, we don't want all the black music. What the fuck you think we going to play? Yeah, we black. <laughs> it's a black fraternity. Like, what are you talking about? Right. You don't want to hear all that black music. That's all we listen to. Right. So having to deal with that, I'm being one of the first people to do hip-hop in the loop. Mm-hmm. And then later being part of the Midwest Avengers and everybody who came along to show that hip-hop could be done and it was safe. Yeah. And then we could That's have fun. it. So I remember, like, I remember when hip-hop didn't come on the radio all the time. I remember fighting for that. I remember just hearing it on weekends at night for two hours. Uh, like, say, going places to play it. Like, I, I fought through all of that. So, like, we know what it is, and we really appreciate it. I remember when I used to DJ, people stood at the table and watched me all night mm-hmm. long. Nobody looks at the DJ no more. Man. I used to have to be fly, you know, your nuts be itching, you can't scratch them, you know. <laughs> Don't fart, because you can yeah. fuck everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't dig draws out your ass, like, <laughs> you know, your nose running, you got to get some tissue, like, can't do the little arm thing. <laughs> like, motherfuckers was staring down your throat, but that's because they was you interested. Yeah. So I come from that time period, now it's like, it seemed we care less about it because we ain't have to work to get it. Mm. Like, I remember corny-ass rap commercials and, Corny ass rap movies, <laughs> you <laughs> My know. Favorite. To, to finally now, where we got it, we're like, yeah, this shit is dope. You got all the dope dancing. They don't. The generation don't know what it took to get there. They they need to suffer through something to understand, you know. And we all can get this money together. Like I'm gonna make the money I make, and you gonna make the money you make. But I know I'm gonna make a little more if I align myself with you, because my people ain't going nowhere, mm. and then your people ain't going nowhere. And if they see us together, it's going to be some bleed over mm-hmm. both ways. Because, I mean, the thing is, we just, we supposedly trying to live better and be better. So money don't make that. It just gives you a better life to live because of certain things you can do. Being a better person is what make you what better. Makes difference, yeah. Owning your skill, being dope. Like, I feel I'm the dopest DJ ever because that's just what keeps me going. You know, but I know it's guys better, but it's not going to change how I feel. And I'm going to still do my thing, but I'm not going to disrespect nobody along the way because it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. It's enough people that do that gives me to live. I live, all I do is a DJ and work on the radio. So I'm, I'm very blessed to have it. And we just got to know our lane and know our place. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to fight with no new DJ coming up talking about let's battle. Yeah. I do don't, you feel like... Um, 
I watched the interview where you said, you know, your cousin who inspired you, mm-hmm. who you see do the first mix, was like the greatest DJ in your opinion. Yeah, because you feel like you surpassed him yet. He tells you that I have. Okay. See, as a mm-hmm. the streets, as him being, mm-hmm. I say he was a teacher. Yeah. Because I learned from. Um, I'm never going to say I'm better than the person who inspired me. It's up to him. Mm-hmm. To determine. Okay. To determine. Now, if we get to arguing and, you know, he get out of place, then it's, <laughs> it's, like, then it's like, look, motherfucker, I got you. You, you know what I'm saying? Start naming off. Yeah, Because yeah. if you're better, we all know it. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be told, but it's never something yeah. I would do. Like, I would never be in a conversation and go, yeah, you know, I could be Jam Master J. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being better doesn't that. have to be disrespectful. You know? Yeah. But it's like, because people take it that way, mm-hmm. that I would never say that. Jay would say I was better. Because mm-hmm. he told me I was better. Mm-hmm. But I would never say it. I would say, well, you heard him. You heard me. What do you think? Yeah, and, and it's up to you now. That's your opinion because people get so, they always want to turn it on you. Mm-hmm. So I always thought the best way to show respect is like, I learned from you. If I get better than you, then that's cool. Because and you helped me get there. Because you yeah. helped me get there. But I'm not going to just run around saying I'm better than I'm you. Better I don't than have you. to do that. Yeah. Like I said, but you know, if we get into it, then, you know, <laughs> that's with anything. That. That's, take it there. That's with anything. But like I said, these younger guys coming up, I'm not trying to uh, belittle them. Like, I would like to help them if mm-hmm. they want to learn, but I'm not going to disrespect them or I can beat you or I'm better than you. I ain't going to do none of that. Yeah. I'm going to let you have your shine and do your thing. And if you feel you're the greatest, you definitely the greatest probably for this time period. Mm-hmm. But understand, I'm still here. Yeah. Like, whoa, so whoa. <laughs> I'm going to come up in the conversation. And you got to be ready as that new guy coming in to go, yeah. Because, like, when I was coming in, it was guys that was better than me. And I had to, you know, I wasn't good at everything. I was real good at cutting and scratching and the mixing and all that I developed. So when I first really started doing it at, like, 15, there was no way I was going to say I was better than Captain G who was on the radio. Right, already. Like, that yeah. that's dumb. The dude got mileage. He cold. Mm-hmm. He good at what he do. I haven't gotten there yet. Now, give me 10 to 15 years, and then maybe I'm going to be like, hey, dog, you know, I can get you. We can compete now. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, but coming in, no. And I feel like the younger guys come in, they they too quick to call themselves legendary, yeah, iconic, uh, a boss. Yeah. Classic. Cla- I'm the man. I'm <laughs> yeah. all that. I'm like... Just do you and let the people decide. If you let carry people, yourself, let people name you. Talk. Yeah. If you carry yourself properly, you will get what you think you want. Like I, I don't, because I, I don't, I don't know if you was there at the Slum Festival when we won, but like I, I couldn't wait to get on the mic to say <laughs> like what I had to say, because like just people out there, I'm like, all right, let me get this message across. Because first people thought I was gonna come off like real cocky, and mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, man, I, I just said, because it, it just weighs on my spirit. Where I was just like, yo. Only lies got to be explained. Exactly. The truth is the truth. It's the truth. You ain't got to tell me that you're nice. If you got to tell me that you're nice, get back in the lab. You're not nice enough. Exactly. Nice enough. I, I should know but when you walk into the you room, like, hey, I never heard nothing you did or seen nothing you did, but it's something about you, bro. It's something about you, sis. Like, you just I feel be, something. You like, carry yourself like that and, and just show and prove. And, but see, the minute you go to talking, like, who in here do beats? Which one of y'all do beats? So if I came here, you're like, ain't nobody fucking with me on these beats. He already an enemy. Because he's sitting over there like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I I do beats too. You you just coming in like, you ain't got no gold, platinum records on your, you know what I'm saying? And that's what this younger generation do. And they don't understand. You offend people right off the top. And you come in like, yeah, I'm the best. Ain't nobody touching me. Ain't nobody got beats better than me. Nobody rhyme better than me. That, you know, Mm -hmm. immediately. Because we competitive, we like, you ain't done nothing.
nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. what have you done? Where are your accolades? So when I hear DJ talking about, yeah, I'm the best, can't nobody beat me, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> like, for real? Like, okay. And then they don't understand. Everybody who DJ at this point don't like you. Mm, from that moment on. We don't, we don't like you. And then if you don't show and prove, oh, man, Game the first chance we stuck. get, what do you think about such and such? That nigga trash. <laughs> I never booked that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't mixing right. He was train wrecking. He kept playing the same records over. He didn't have no, he was terrible. Like, that's what you're going to hear. Mm-hmm. But if you come in with the right attitude and you're terrible, we're not going to say that. You get that room for improvement. For yeah, we're going to say, man, he was cool. You know, he needs to work on a few things. You know, he yeah. was kind of train wrecking, you know. But he on his way. But when you say you the shit, oh, no. Then we, <laughs> you don't you don't get that. And you don't prove mm-hmm. it? Yeah. You don't get that. So I just say everybody come and do the game. If it's about the culture, be about the culture. If it's about the money, be about the money. If it's about being popular, be about being popular. But don't try to do all three because that don't work. You can't do all three. Mm-hmm. You just can't. If you're about the culture, you never it's going to overrule being popular. Because mm-hmm. sometimes being about Facts. the culture, about, he, he he about the culture right now, he ain't talking. He <laughs> over here running it. But that's the culture part. Now, if he want to do the culture and then talk and then be number one, y'all don't get to shine. Because yeah. he going he gonna to do everything. I think we got that covered. Like. You, feel, you feel what I'm saying? So you got to come in. It's like, I'm about the culture, and the culture pays me. And I carry myself with respect. So it all come to me because y'all all gave it to me. Gave it to me. Yeah. It come I from didn't y'all. say it. Y'all gave it to me. Like, flat out. I didn't do this by myself. I just said, all right, I want to be dope. So if y'all see me and y'all like me and you say I'm nice, and then if you talk to me, I'm going to be humble. Because in my mind, yeah. I think I'm the greatest ever. But that's what we're supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you don't think highly of yourself, nobody else will. But I keep that to myself. Mm-hmm. I don't. But you also you put the work in for it. You know, so like I said, you see that then of course I get paid, I get the gigs, and I do whatever promo I need to do. Mm -hmm. But I'm not chasing the spotlight. Yeah. Like my social media just shine every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Most of the time I'm just sharing what y'all post. Yeah. Double tapping what y'all put. (laughs) You know, once in a while you see me on there because I'm really not about the limelight. I just want the respect, and I just want to be in the conversation. So when you talk about DJs in St. Louis, I want to be talked about. And when you talk about nationally, worldwide, I want to be talked about. That's it. That's what I focus on. Yeah. Everything else, it'll come. Now, when I focus on the money aspect of it, uh, that's just doing gigs. That's a different And doing route. stuff people don't want to. A lot of people don't want to do weddings. They don't want to play bar mitzvahs. Yeah. They don't want to do, like, these white events. Let's keep I do <laughs> I do them. You say, man, we got a country party. I got some guys got country music. Yeah. I be like, darling, let me get that crate. Let me get that cut. And I'll go and play. But you got people like, nah, I'm just hip-hop. I'm just EDM. Like, I'm not that dude. I wanted to play whatever. You want to play music for the people to enjoy themselves. Yeah. So when it comes to the money, I do that to get the money. I don't I do not do the, the WWE shit where, you know, I'm going to get on and talk crazy about everybody and, <laughs> you know, go to shooting at things and, you know, do stuff to create the little fake-ass hype so you'll bring me in because you think I'm I'm lit. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't do that. And then... I, I want to be top dude, you know, get the promo. But all that stuff ends up the way they do it now is you got to be fake. It's like you can't truly be who you are and get it. So no, that's real. I, I don't chase it. That's what I said. If that's what you want to do, just stick with that. I can mm-hmm. respect that. If you say, man, I'm just trying to be popular, then I don't have no argument. But don't say that and then say, uh, I'm still with the culture and all that, and the culture is not shining. Yeah. 
because the culture take a lot of work. It take a lot of work because the culture is always evolving. It don't stop. Mm. So, you know, I'm in the sampling, but a new guy come out, sample a different way. Next thing you know, I got to learn that. Yeah. You know, programs is constantly coming out. I got to learn that. Like the culture, it constantly evolves. And that take time, especially when you want to be a master. I want to master it. Yeah. I like being able to sit in rooms with other DJs and have a conversation. Then go sit with producers and be able to talk. And not just go with shit. I just loop. <laughs> you know, the motherfuckers start naming programs. I'd be like, yeah, what that do? <laughs> you know? And then turn around and you be with a guy who just want to be seen. So he running around, just constantly got the phone on himself, all that. Nah, yeah. that, nah. Attention. Let me catch one. I say, whatever you want to do, do it. Do it to the fullest. Because there's a culture in being popular. Yep. There's a culture, you know, in just wanting to get the money. Mm-hmm. And it's a culture and being culture with the music, whatever yeah. it is. It's a market for everything. Yeah. Stick with it and do it, but but try to have some integrity. Yeah. Because when this is over, that's going to be what we look at. And if you've done too much outrageous stuff, it's hard to give anybody. That's what we're going to remember you for. Be, like if it was a chick who was a prostitute most of her life, it's hard to believe that she just not with that anymore. You know what I mean? Like you'll look at it and, you know, she could have, you know, went to God. I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. But always in the back of your mind, you're going to be like, man, mm. she used to <laughs> she used clutch. to really do it. You know, like, did she really? She was out here. Like, did she really quit? Like, you know, so you got to think about that when, you know, we get on and we say stupid stuff just to, you know, get that little quick moment, you know, where you Couple diss somebody. Yeah. And then you got to remember that's going to come back. So everybody, everybody, we just got to be more responsible and then let's, 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 let's raise up those around us who really trying to do it. Let's extend that hand out and help them. You know, if they help you back, cool. If they don't, they'll get theirs. Mm-hmm. That's just how I look at it. Cause I help you people. They ain't help back, but they ain't nowhere right now. <laughs> and I'm still here. I started DJing parties in 1984. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is 2000s. And 20. 20, 20, 20. Mic drop right there, dog. That, dog Mike, that's, that's it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop cut. it. Cut. It's over. He's knocked out. It's over.